every time I go out and buy a figure or I look at something online, I says to myself, I'm definitely at the end of this collection. I'm at the end. But then I start looking for reasons to buy other shit. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for me to want the Avengers West Coast box set that's coming out this this fall. There's no reason for me to need that. I don't need it. It's just, oh, look at this. Something else for me to shove on a shelf down here that I don't I, I don't have shelf space. Yeah. Like I I, I just yeah. I just sent you I just sent you pics of my current figure problems. Yeah, it's funny. I take so, pictures every other day. Yeah, I took one pic tonight just because I, I I rearranged one shelf. I was like, I guess I am due to do another photo shoot, but then I I got distracted by the comic books. I started flipping through books, and then I started. Then I told you, hey, log on, I'm ready. Yeah, and then I decide just I'm, I'm gonna go buy something. <laughs> Um, you're all good. Oh, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. This is Dante, your host. So, if you all were around last episode or one of the episodes previously, you may have heard me mentioning in the disclaimer, Skullstice, where we recorded an episode and it was kind of jujitsu, but then kind of turned to collecting after I, I I had to leave because my wife yelled at me. I, I cut that part <laughs> out, so no one got to hear that part. I still have the original, though. I'll put it in some kind of bonus content, I'm sure. So while at Skullstice, it, this is an event that's always fun for me because everyone there collects and just about everyone there does a podcast so that that's you know a a big part of you know the heart and the love of this this event and the group so while there i encounter encountered that's a good way to put it (laughs) i I happened to you is what what (laughs) i stumbled upon (laughs) um actually no i did stumble upon because i stumbled into the room and I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's a podcast going on. And you're like, hey, 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 sit down. You're you're perfect for this conversation. Well, like, oh. well, we were talking before that because you had come inside to take a take a piss. And then that's when Bobby started the big round round robin discussion. And yeah. then it was after all that that I pulled all you guys into the room for for that pod. I did that to Greg, though. I did pull Greg in when he showed Ooh. up. I'm like, Greg, you come on. I just, yeah, I was just looking for the bathroom and I just happened to run into shit. But anyhow, my guest for this episode is going to be Shooky. Yep. That's, that's, that's all we're going to have for you, Shooky. We're, yep. we're, we're not going to go with first, last names or nothing, just in case. No, I mean, that's how the internet really knows me. And honestly, like more more friends and everybody else know me by Shooky anyways. They're, they're guys like, you know, our, our good buddy Ricky um like realistically up until i added him into the podcast he didn't know my actual name i was only just shoki to him you know well, when you sent me the friend request on facebook so you always come up but i don't yeah. click on anyone just because i'm like man i'm not gonna be that guy 
just <laughs> clicking on people until yeah. I actually meet people. And then when you see me the friend request, it's like, oh, that that that's that motherfucker. Okay, yeah. I see his name all the time. And, and like, that's why, dude. That's that happened the whole time at Skullstice because like people know my face either from the YouTube mm-hmm. channel or from the Zoom calls on Bobby's thing, but they don't realize like because they'll see Shoki reviews, you know, like my main channel, and or they'll see my my other 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 channel. It, but my profile picture is the same so like just one's black and white one's not so there's like oh and I'm like uh-huh but also the fact that it has my channel name in my in my normal profile so it's even funnier but yeah there's there's a whole lot of people who went you're shoking like, uh-huh it's like the face it's it's the same you know i'm not hiding behind the mask it's pretty easy and the funny thing too is i keep saying shooky oh dude it, it's not just you looking like, directly at it and, and yeah. you're saying show i'm like oh okay that makes it, more sense when you say it it is a regional thing too because uh you know deluxe matt De- matthew deluxe baldwin yeah. you know he also says it's shooky like but and then my buddy Dog also says it that way even though like i've known him for a long time we've talked and everything else like that still says it that way so like it, it's it's like i just let it go it's not that big a deal hey man look I- i'll tell you what my my real name cat's I'm not going to say my real name on here, but more often than not, when I go to a job, I'll be there, which I just started a new job a month ago, but congrats! I'll be at a job. Thank you. I'll be at the job and people see me like Lamont, Dominic, (laughs) Damien, like Deontay. I'm like, who are these fucking people? You guys are just making up things now. Wasn't that the cast of 8 Mile? (laughs) <laughs> i mean yeah sounds like basically. it right <laughs> like yeah if i walk around somebody says cheddar bob i'm like okay you motherfuckers are trolling me now fuck y'all mm-hmm. um like i haven't i haven't lived in detroit since the fucking 80s. oh i didn't even think that was a more layered joke than i made yeah forgot oh, about see? that see look yeah. at that i forgot about that that's even more layered i was smarter than i thought <laughs> thanks to beer. eric b there's mad amounts of fago in my basement and and better made chips Dude, around I, the house and I, I forgot if i mentioned this when we were talking i did not remember to snag the chips it's like I, I was i grabbed as much fago as i could but then as i was going out the door i said bye to bobby and i set down the fago i was drinking and the other couple cans i had and then i left and so i, I left with one <laughs> can of fago luckily I, gra- I kept this particular beer so i did some, this was from the party i don't know who brought nice. it but it's, it's a goose island um <laughs> You know that they chased me down twice. Yes. The night of Skolstis, as I'm running out the house chasing my family down. Hey, don't leave me. <laughs> and then, and yeah, then I heard the story. Uh, Bobby guy comes running out. Oh no, no, Laura. Laura comes running out with a box of chips. Here, you gotta take these. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I throw them in the trunk or uh, in the back seat. And then a couple of days later, I go to record Nerd Rage. As we're leaving, both of them are just stuffing my arms with like Take more cans shit. of like Take more fucking Vago fucking pop. And I'm like walking out. And as I'm walking to the car, Bobby follows me with a box of chips. Oh, yeah, you're going to take these two, buddy. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. So I've well, been giving out as consolation prizes to people for being on the show. Well, too bad I'm so far away. I will send you my address. You can mail me some chips. They'll be, stale, they'll be stale as fuck, but I'll eat them anyways. Sarah's been like, we got to mail these to people. Like, like she, she legit said that she was like, Crisis. "Get your," she said, "Get your cousin's address. We're gonna mail home. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mail these off." I was like, 
I mean, I could just take him to him. He doesn't live far. He's yeah. 30 minutes away, but okay, be dramatic. So, yes, we will send you some uh, plain barbecue and hot. The wifey, the wifey tried the hot at the party, and uh, she actually liked them. Said it weren't that hot. Um, and then, but we funny thing is, we got an entire we, box of them. Yeah, so we got we got stuff shoved at us too on our way out. I ended up with a bag, of, a large bag of uh, Doritos Tapatio chips. Hmm. If I, they were good. Like I was like, I like Tapatio. Why not? Okay. And then I bought, on the way back, I was grabbing up different types of snacks on the way back. So ended up with some hers chips, some. Uh, uh, we have Uts down here, but not all the flavors. Okay. And then in, uh, I think it was, it had to have been in Tennessee. I grabbed some wrap snacks because I'd never, I hadn't seen those before. So I grabbed a couple different flavors of those. They were, weren't bad at all. Though. Even the wife liked them. So I was like, hey. Yeah, it's Cedar Wrap Snacks around here. at select stores around here, mm-hmm. mind you. And I'm always laughing when I see them because it's like, I just feel like no, this we're in a simu- we're in a simulation, aren't we? This is this yeah. is not reality. And then I see somebody buy them, and I'm like, oh, this is an episode of The Simpsons. You motherfuckers just trolling me. So. Yes, because uh, I tried the um, oh, what were they? Buttermilk Ranch, like wavy, like ruffle types. They were pretty good. A little light on the flavor, but I dipped them in actual ranch, and it just like kicked it up like a million times. The chip itself was a little different. I was like, this is pleasant. And then the other one. Uh, the bag's already gone, or I can remember. It was like this ridiculous level of like garlic, onion powder, salt, vinegar, like basically like every flavor chip almost. And it was it was pretty good. It had a little little heat to it, a little cayenne. I was okay. like, oh, it was like we don't get that down here. Like I guess it's a distribution thing because I guess Frito Lay like has the uh, the uh, stranglehold down here in Texas. Um, so you know, you're not gonna see a whole lot of that here. But I mean, when I walked into that gas station to use the bathroom, I just walked through to the snack aisle, you know, it's another state. Let's see what's up. And there's literally probably 12 different varieties of wrap snacks. And I'm like, I've heard of these, I just hadn't seen them before. But in Tennessee, you know, near Nashville kind of makes sense, you know, near near music yeah. cities. Music city. Yeah. So I was like, I would these would sell down here, but we also have like a whole lot of uh kind of the mexican brand chips that also come up from from down south so we actually have we'll have like the normal chips the like 7-eleven chips and then mm-hmm. like all the mexican th- type chips and other other things like that is like but when uts finally made it down here into like 7-eleven stores i was excited i was like these are surprisingly good and then i got uh was it i guess they all kind of do an old bay chip up there yeah 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 and uh i gave them to the wife i think it was the hers actually not and uh no i got the hers ketchup chips which i actually thought were really good because once again nothing that happens down here like you are an adventurous taster because i saw those i was like now i'm good i'm all right but i've heard they're not bad dude the doritos ones because doritos just dropped a random flavor they did uh tangy ketchup and spicy mustard along with a new barbecue dorito which also that doesn't compute when you think barbecue chip, you think like a Lay's style. You don't think Dorito barbecue, right? Uh, but the yeah. ketchup and mustard are good, and they're really good together. And hmm. because I'm a, like you said, adventurous eater, I was just like, I'll try anything once, and if I don't like it, obviously I'll never go back. But like, I'm a weird sure. mustard mustard lover. I so that's kind of the adventures of Colompton in the beer tasting and reviewing because. <clears throat> I'm a picky eater. 
I'm I'm a very very like Steve when he brings on the beers, I'll smell the beer, and he's like, dude, don't smell the beer, just drink it. I'm like, I, dude, I smell, you gotta smell everything, it. like everything Same. that that I have to eat or drink, I have to smell it. And he brought on one of the more recent episodes is peanut butter and strawberry jam beer. And it smelled exactly what it says on the label that you taste mm-hmm. it. And it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It tastes just like this. That, that's one of the first times I've ever had something that it says that's what the flavor is. And it's and it matches. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I would drink regularly. No, that's a treat. Yeah, it is definitely like a novelty one. I'll show up to a party like, hey, there's a six pack. I'm gonna pass out six of these bad boys, you know, but well, I'm not drinking six. You remember you remember the ones I gave to or I, I yeah, but let you try or gave to you at the party was the mm-hmm. the excuse me, the uh Baja Blast flavored beer. Yes, yes, that was yes. the first one, and then the kind of strawberry, raspberry, cotton candy one. I was like I don't you, think I got that one. Oh, I poured you a whole thing and gave you it to you. Oh, no, no. So that was in the glass. That, or yeah. in the cup. That, that's what yeah. was in the cup. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. I remember it now. because It tastes like Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, it so, does. So when it was cold, yeah, it had a different consistency. Once it got warm, it got a little thicker. Yeah, and that was weird because you actually looked at it. It like it had all the stuff floating in it. You're, and it, you're, yeah. when you said even then, it's like, this doesn't look appetizing. I was like, yeah, but try it. And, you know, it is... It's liquid candy, realistically, and I don't even know what the alcohol content was. I didn't even bother looking that day. I still have it in the fridge, though. It came all the way home. You know, thank God those were four packs. I think at some point of the night, I assumed everything was 9% because I brought 9%ers. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, everything's 9%. I don't know. But yeah. surprisingly, I I was not that bad off by the end of the night. It, Despite getting yelled at, I... It was not that bad, actually. Well, you spaced um, it out over ten and a half hours. Correct. That, that was sort the of objective. Eight. Well, I, I think I, I front loaded. Yeah, that's a good way to I do drink, it. I drink. I drink what? Um, I had sour monkey, mm-hmm. golden monkey. I had a golden. I don't know if I drank a berry. No, I drank a berry monkey and the sour monkey. I don't think I had a golden monkey because I, I already had a, uh, a six pack here at the house. So I had at least two two of those. Then I had that Jack uh, Jack and Coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was seven. Then you started feeding me beers, at least two beers. It was just the two, and they were smallish pours. And then I think Alan and I. This was later. I might have I might have given you one of my IPAs. I can't remember. I'm sure I gave it to have. some. I gave it to someone. I don't remember who. It was a it was a highlight IPA. I don't remember who I gave it to though. It was really good. Maybe not. I don't know. I no no. You did. You did. You did. Okay. I couldn't. The, um, dude, that day is still a whirlwind. Yeah, I think by the time we started recording, I started to taper down because mm. I didn't want to be on air, belligerent and and <laughs> just like just talking nonsense. I, I like so the episode that Bobby sent me for off the mats. I think on the back end of that was some of our episode that we recorded uh, with you, uh, Eric B and Derek. Derek in there. Derek, Derek was in there. Yeah, Derek was in there. Alan was there. So uh, yeah, and Alan was in there. So on on the back end of that, there was somebody because I think I'm not sure how he has it set because there are other episodes in there too. Because I paused it 
in the middle and then fucked up and opened it back up and it picked up on a Bobby episode in the middle of it. And I had to edit that out. And, so wait, and, were they, were, did, we, did we do the old thing and we forgot to rewind the tape or something? Like how, how did we no, end up with multiple recordings? I think recordings? He, has it, he has it layered where it saves it. Uh-huh. And then it keeps... Oh, save it again, you save one over. long file and you just add Correct. to it. Weird. Yes. Instead of starting a new file. I don't know. It was it was huh. like because he told me, like, he was like, yeah, just, you know, save it this way and then you're good to go. And I was like, OK, cool. Um, I never explained that to Alan, though, when I left. So mm. <laughs> but I think I think he was like, hey, I need an adult. Somebody come save this. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> which I mean, it was awful. It was all good. Good fun. Uh, so when we all met up there at, at Skolstis. I mean, one of the big things me wanting to have you on really is just as we've been chatting through, you know, Instagram Messenger the last few days, just having a lot of fucking good conversations, whether it be time travel, beer, um, fucking, you know, that, COVID, those are two even. separate things. Those, those are- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, to you it is. <laughs> like, well, you lose time. You, you travel to the future when you have enough. That's a fact. And then if you get too, too, too much, you start traveling to the past and crying. So that's a fucking disaster. Well, that's, that's when you mix the whiskey and it gets worse. And then you piss yourself. Now you're really going in time because now you're back to being three years old. Well, that's only when you think you're a cat after all the NyQuil. <laughs> well, if there's if there's a litter box, which I usually think there is, but and, as my yeah, wife will tell me, there isn't. There is not. It's like, we don't have a fucking cat. Huh? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> then I hiss at her. Yeah. And then I'm calling my grandma. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> um, but um, a, a big part of it, though, like just good conversation with you uh, just through the last couple of days. But also when we were there, um, we entered into, I guess, what, you know, many would fear was a very controversial and, and, dangerous topic we'll say hefty we'll say hefty hefty for sure i i don't know i like i was for me it was i don't want to say exciting not by you know i don't make it sound like oh you know i'm not taking it serious but it's one of those topics was like i was more curious Mm -hmm. i was because i wanted to hear everyone else's um thoughts experiences yeah Yeah. thoughts when it, it ended up turned out that from my recollection, I think I did more talking than anyone besides you. Besides you, you was, it, yeah, Eric was Eric was basically kind of uh, playing middleman and hosting. And you know, we with the initial conversation that I brought up, uh, Eric was we were it was kind of a sort of round robin at the beginning, and then uh, then you ended up basically uh, taking over and really talking about your life experiences and stuff like that. And we were just kind of going back and forth. So yeah, for the most part, it was just you and me going back and forth and then Alan jumping in every now and then, uh, yeah. cause he was getting a little heated, uh, which was fine because it still added to the conversation. It was, a, it was a, it was a different flavor of the conversation that, uh, I don't think anyone expected to jump in there too. So. No, but I think his, his points were extremely valid. Oh yeah. Um, on, on a level that I think a lot of people, here in the US wouldn't get because like he was saying as he's Irish mm-hmm. you know and how the Irish have been treated throughout history that's not to take away from the black experience here in America mm-hmm. but I think one of the points that he made about you know you know white Americans you know Irish 
you know, Americans whose heritage is Irish, you know, saying, oh, I'm Irish. And I explained I had a friend who, you know, growing up would say I'm 100 percent Irish. And he was like, yeah, bullshit. You're not 100 percent anything if you're over here. Exactly. You know, it, up to this point, especially um, unless, you know, you're, you know, born, you know, your entire family was, you know, there and then you came over here, you know, last year you know some shit like that but i felt like you know in in a lot of it i really want to hear the other experiences or like i, I really want to you know and and i actually spoke to eric b i'm gonna try to get him on here we just gotta work out the schedule because i like to know his experience because he's still in detroit i mm-hmm. uh, i haven't been there in years like I, I go back and visit but i haven't lived there so it's always for me a, a curious curiosity of like you know you know like lost we talked about the tv show lost it's yeah. like you get off the island it's like so what went on when we left you know that's yeah. kind of how when so how, how has detroit been since i've been gone right yeah yeah you know you know you, you see the news you, you see you know the media you know talks about everything and i've gone back visited family but it's always still this curiosity of like you're living in it. And, you know, one of the last times I talked to him, you know, um, I, I got very emotional about Detroit because it's like, yo, they be dogging our city, man. I love my city. Oh, but I just can't understand how they be dogging our city, man. And then it's like, you know, just me being more of an outsider now, you know, from Detroit, it's like, I want to know his perspective, what, you know, what he still feels with the city, what he sees, what he, you know, can explain. But that'll be a conversation for, you know, an upcoming episode. I think what I want with you, though, um, just off of that, and then, you know, we'll Mm kind of swirl around in conversation as we do. Um, From that uh, conversation, you know, the big question was, what did you take from it? What did you absorb or learn from it? Oh, yeah. So so to, to preface this, the 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 subject matter was uh on on our our my podcast now you made it awkward uh, a few months ago i forgot how it came up in 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 conversation um i I know mike was talking about certain things and we're talking about tv shows that we loved growing up that they definitely couldn't make today and we, we were talking about like uh all in the family good times uh just basically stuff like that around that uh the jeffersons that kind of stuff so we really talked about it and we talked about even in those shows there was uh some overt racism depending on which side the show was in you know because of when it was made but it was also made as a social commentary on it not to just be a racist show obviously so we talked about it as like in in our experience, and I say our being the limited uh, group of people we had there, is like, did we see a drop in outward racism as time went on, especially through the 90s? Um, and that kind of led into that conversation that, at least from our point of view, is like we, we grew up in a world that racism, frankly, didn't exist. It was It was talked about in hushed whispers. Like, nobody was actively racist nobody was out there doing these things and we grew up watching these black led tv shows you know centric black centric shows you know especially uh early to late 90s it was like a huge boom 
and it was not like on some random channel it is literally mainstream tv two three nights a week if not the main slot on like say uh tgif or whatever you know and culturally that like created a we felt it created a shift you know in in i don't want to necessarily say just white people but you know just going from my perspective and so i realized when we had that conversation we had zero other representation at all you know it's just three three white dudes from across north america you know one canadian one floridian one texan talking about our experience and to be fair ricky didn't agree you know he had a slightly different point of view but he also said it's like we need to get people of different points of view on this obviously more people in from from a black culture in general like from from anywhere so the fact that i had you guys there and like i know i at least know you enough from the times you've been on nerd rage and other things like that so i've heard your point of view i've heard you talk a lot um and then i've talked to derek and eric on zoom calls and stuff like that so when i brought all the three of y'all in it was because i trusted you guys to be able to have this conversation even if it's touchy so that's why i brought it up to y'all and so uh, we at least led with that and we we went off on the fresh prince a little bit and you know and we differed on our points of view on the early days of Fresh Prince, especially early on when he came in. And, you know, he's still repping Philly, still dressing a certain way, talking a certain way. And by I said by the end of the show, I said that he blended in a little bit better, absorbed a little bit of Bel Air into him. And Eric had mentioned that is like, no, that's not what, how it technically went in a way. And then so he basically says like look he brought in his culture and in a way like detroit has a very similar type of culture with how you dress how you represent and even if you go somewhere different you'll bring that along you know you don't just immediately acclimate so i mean just in just in how he expressed a lot of that because obviously just being me you know i don't know any different so the whole reason i brought it up was literally i can't know what anybody else has gone through right you know, it's like, and it's a completely different culture than even I've been exposed to. So other people are going to know better. And I can't know unless I talk to somebody, right? Yeah. Um, so learning just on that very like beginning of that conversation, just learning the uh, cultural significance of how at least the Will Smith character in the show went about representing who he was from Philadelphia and, and seeing how that really meant more to people who followed very much in that culture, whether it's just how you dress, your attitude, the way you speak, the way you always represent your city, is it's different from how I grew up and definitely not a perspective I had. And then just talking with you the whole time, because you gave a whole lot of your, your backstory with your, your uh, grandfather, or is it step grandfather technically? Uh, yeah, I guess step because I mean, you called him. You called him grandpa's, right? Yeah. So learning, learning that with you, basically having a mixed race history in your family, and then the racism associated around that, and then the experiences you had growing up, and you talked about this uh, on the latest Colompton, which, by the way, guys, if you're not listening to Colompton, you need to. Um, so that was funny. So I listened to the latest Nerd Rage where you mentioned what happened, and then on on Colompton you talked about it outright I was like I'm literally just listening to this conversation and then today we're having the conversation again so I was like for me it's literally just been one long conversation it's been great so but talking about with your experience just in in like maybe as a young kid like 
all right, well, you can't come into play. He's like, you can play outside with everybody, but uh, we're not going to let you in. And I believe you are saying that was basically after y'all moved from Detroit to uh, uh, Newark, Delaware. Delaware, that's right. I, so I, I, knew, it, I knew you guys hadn't gone to uh, Maryland yet, so I couldn't remember if it was Delaware. Northeast is just all one clump to Texans. It's, it's just like it's still one big clump to yeah. us here. Yeah. So, so when just hearing that, like, and then you know the stuff surrounding when you and Sarah got together and how you kind of had to bury it a little bit for a while, not make it fully public until later. Um, at least on one side. So that was that was kind of a thing. I was like, and not to not to make it sound stupid. But like that is the kind of stuff you see on TV and just assume is made up. As as, as dumb as that sounds, that that sounds like a, just a TV show plot line. And then you go, oh, someone actually lived this and therefore wrote about their life experience. So in a way, like basically just being able to learn more about you and i wish i wish derek and eric had gotten more in on it. i definitely want to learn more about those guys too in, in a similar definitely. vein because i know they're they're interesting guys i know they are mm-hmm. um and and believe me i was fully well aware of what i was stepping into but i also hadn't didn't know what i was going to gain from the conversation other than knowledge i couldn't have otherwise and as somebody who talks with people, I want to say for a living, but I don't make money at it. Um, basically, just sharing life experience with others is how you grow. It's like it, I, I have I don't want to call this an echo chamber because there's so much stuff in here. But I sit in this room alone and I've talked to nobody for years, you know, being a toy reviewer, being somebody who just talks at a camera to, to the faceless masses. But to actually sit and talk with other people again is a newer thing within the last few months because basically like covid dried up all the friends so you know actually being able to sit down and talk with real people and i don't just mean that in there's a physical body i mean like people who are real like they actually they're not portraying any bullshit they're actually just talking and sharing not being a character because you run into that so damn much you know and i hate it like i've I've had to not necessarily call out but kind of like prod like hey you're kind of being a it's like you're not really being you you're kind of being a character right now kind of back it off be more real again you know with certain with certain people I've, I've had conversations with it's like if i'm talking to you outside of the recording and then you change as soon as the camera's rolling i know you're you're just portraying some bullshit it's like no just be real man and the thing that i got sitting there with you guys uh specifically was real and that's what I wanted, you know, it's like, because like I said, there's like, sometimes these stories, you only see them on TV and you're, and yeah. you know, you can connect only so far, but if you're sitting across the table from somebody or sitting next to them in a chair or on a couch or whatever, and you can look that person in the eyes and they're telling them your, your life story, then, you know, that is something very different, you know, and, and it's, it's not it's like you can almost vicariously experience them because you can hear it in the voice. You can see it in their face and, and you being one of the more real people I I think I've ever at least listened to like between nerd rage or even uh, your other podcast. 
I was like, that's why I was like really intrigued when you started talking. And like when we had to cut it off, I was like, it's just getting good. <laughs> I was like, come on. I was like, you, I think you felt the same way. You're like, do we have to stop? This is getting good. I was like, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. And, and believe me, I know I'd like, I've had four, four hour podcasts before for that reason. Um, it's like when, when you're engaging and that's what I, I, I got excited because you were engaging so much and you were so open and like, especially with, with life experiences that I can't share, because as I told you guys, it's like, I've only experienced racism externally, you know, and like, it's like, I don't want to say I've seen it happen because that's not what i mean it means like it's like i know of it but i've never seen it done you know you know it's like coincidences i've heard of it but i've never yeah. seen it you know in real life and you know growing up in the culture i did you know i talked about this with you guys you know growing up with a half immigrant family you know and and experiencing growing up in a multicultural neighborhood you know i i didn't see any of that stuff i didn't even know I didn't know the N-word until I was probably however old you are in like second grade. Like I didn't know I didn't know what that word was. And then somebody said it. I don't even know who couldn't even tell you, you know, as a joke or jokingly, not at someone or anything like that, but just thought it would be funny to hear a second grader say the word. And of course, to them, yes, it was. But I had no idea what I said. You know, it just sounded like a funny word. It wasn't until later when I got yelled at, you know, to not say that word. Uh, it's like, oh, okay. So like only experiencing it tangentially and, you know, and then finally, at least when TV and movies like will show you blatant racism, I was like, that's what's going on. And then I go it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, I didn't grow up in a life like that. I didn't grow up with people who acted that way. It's like, I grew up where everyone was equal. It's like, it's like, it didn't matter what color you were, how much money you made, whatever your background was. We all sat at the same table and it didn't matter. You know, it's like, like I mentioned to you guys, like my mom's best friend and, and, uh, was black. Her husband was straight up from Africa. You know, they had all the African stuff in their home. They grew up culturally kind of African to a degree. Their little girls were my best friends growing up, except for the one weird white kid across the street. <laughs> when I say weird white kid, I mean, like, you've seen me. But, like, when I say weird white kid, I mean weird white kid. And, you know, I had a babysitter that was one house down, and he was Cuban, barely spoke enough English. You know, I didn't couldn't pronounce his actual name, so we called him Choo Choo. You know, it was it, it was like a whole thing. And then growing up with Ukrainian family, you know, that spoke Ukrainian all together. The fact that I'd never picked it up is just the American way of life, I guess. But um, that's how we do. Yeah, it's like, well, it's, the, the other thing is when you only know English, when that comes at you, you're like, I don't know what it's like. Those those letters aren't even real. What are you what are you talking like, about? Like, you made that up. It's like, like, I know some I, I know a little, but like, you know, growing up in that and, you know, my grandparents were. My grandparents never had money. You know, they had a tiny house that they just expanded as they they uh, had more kids, you know, never even had indoor plumbing until the like late 80s. You know, they grew up they were in a in the like really crappy area of Houston at the time. And, you know, 
it, and they stayed there until they couldn't stay there anymore. You know, they only had enough money to go by, barely ever learned English, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they were still a part of the general community around them, which was very multicultural. It's like so it's like I didn't I never grew up in like you like don't talk to that person because of the color of their skin or no, that person's not allowed to come over and play. It's like so like when you started talking about that, I was like, once again, I'd only ever heard of that as though it was a myth you know you know the the craziness of that concept i was just like that never made sense because of the way i was raised it's like and and the way i looked at it is like if there's more people in my age group who were raised in a similar way then how does the how does this greater evil concept still persist you know that's where it still blows my brain to this day right well, I think there's a thing there as well, kind of a point that you make about having only seen it on TV. Mm -hmm. so, and it's it's weird because that is kind of a lot of America with, you know, most experiences. You know, we only know certain things through television. And, and a big part of it is, you know, America's a big, big place. Yeah. Um, with, you know, what, 300, you know, million all, you know, more than 300 million people, mm -hmm. you know, in this country. So, you know, there's so many different personalities, attitudes, cultures, you know, there's just so much variety here. Yeah. And, and you um, can go state to state and it can be ridiculous. Even so just yeah. so the, coming up to Skullstice was the first time I've ever gone east and north. Okay. So like I, the reason we drove is because I've never seen any of this. So I want so okay. like basically the whole trip was about experience, right? So I had never seen the mountains. I had never seen anything like that. I mean, seen the Colorado, the Rockies. You've been to Colorado, but like uh, you can, there's like you can see that forever. It's like when you're heading east, you basically get halfway through Tennessee, and then all of a sudden, now we're going ups and downs and stuff like that. Whereas when you're heading through Kansas towards Colorado, you see the mountains a million miles away, and you're get, you're heading towards it. So it's a slightly different experience. But then, like just being able to see stuff that. Like, why would I fly over all this? It's like I've never seen it before. It's like what the way I look at it is like if you take a plane everywhere, it's basically experiencing shit on TV. It's like yeah. you see it on a screen, like, oh, look at there, it's Tennessee, I think. <laughs> or you can drive through it and you go, fuck this traffic. This gas station's awesome. Try the barbecue. Have you been to Memphis? You know, that kind of stuff. It's like, but if you're just flying over, it's the same thing as experiencing shit on TV. You know, you've you heard about it and you saw it from a distance, but that's why we drove, you know, because differences along the way. And then getting to Maryland, it was a completely different thing than I had ever thought about. Like, you know, here hearing Bobby talk about it and knowing other people who live up there, it's like you can only vision so much, you know, you can only look at Google Maps so much and you know, see the see satellite maps. And then you get up there and you actually see it, you feel it, you interact with people. Oh yeah, and, and you can, t uh, and even at one point, you know, we had we had an unfortunate uh, experience in a restaurant. Nothing bad, just crappy waitress. It was just not good at her job and slightly rude. And my wife literally said, "Is like, you know, this is like this is different from Texas. Is like because even when they screw up, they're polite to you. <laughs> you know, this lady just happened to suck. You know, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a thing. It's like she might just be getting a shitty day. It might be her third day at work for all we know." But, you know, yeah. she does suck at her job and at no point did she get better or anything about it. But it's different from how we come here. You know, it's like slightly different, you know, different politeness level. Because I, I believe our, our 
Irish friends that we all met, you know, also mentioned that coming to coming to America is like everybody's super polite. Everybody's yeah. asking them to do stuff. And then I think you even mentioned like when either Alan or Andy would get up to go get something, they'd ask the room, hey, do y'all need anything, anything like that? Which is also yeah. a different a different experience to normal it's like they're going extra polite they think we're polite and they go extra polite you know yeah. well it's even funnier um my old co-worker her uh I, I guess her partner's mom yeah mother yeah yeah um okay. the is from new york and whenever the mom comes out to New York, she's always like, oh, everybody in Maryland is so polite. And da, 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 da. and we're down here in Maryland like bullshit. But, it, you know, there's certain pockets. You, you isn't, know, you, isn't that weird? Like, it's like when somebody comes from literally not that far away, but it is so different to just them. You know, it, it's the same thing. Uh, as weird as this sounds, people come down from Dallas to Houston. You know, that's only like 130 miles, give or take, right? And it'll be like a similar experience, though. You know, even on same state, only that far away will be a completely different culture. And you go to San Antonio, different story. You know, another 120 miles that way, you know. And then Austin is just weird. We can't, we're not talking about Austin. Um, yeah, like, uh, from what I understand, Austin is. It's is the California. The oddity. It, exactly. It, it well, I mean, to be fair, they uh they call they the slogan used to be keep Austin weird, and now it's like, can we get Austin back? So it's just a little it's a little because they haven't quite recovered hundred percent from COVID where most of the other cities have. Um mm. they're coming they're coming back. In the, uh, in the, com the comedy world's making a big difference there. Um, yes, I've I've been seeing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, you you occasionally watch Rogan and a few of the other comedians that are around there now. Um yeah. And unfortunately, the mothership wasn't open when we were on vacation last time or we would have gone. So that that sucks. We went to the creek in the cave, though. That was cool. So you hear him talk. You hear him talk about that every now and then. Yep. Uh, so that was pretty good. Next time, I think we're going to spend some more time down there, although that area is absurdly busy. Like they'll have on, on, when we were there, we were leaving at like 11 on a Thursday. And the our Uber driver said, "Be happy you're leaving now because it's about to get busy." And we're looking around like about to. And so, it was a weekend of uh, uh, Austin City Limits Festival, so that's a pretty big deal. And okay. it was, I think, maybe like Final Four or something like that. Some 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 college some college basketball games are going on, and they said it's like tomorrow night, you know, being Friday. Like there'll be twenty five thousand people on the streets down here, you know, just going to all the bars, going to all the comedy clubs, and we're looking around like, how many is this? It's like it's like because we come from a small ish city, you yeah. know, so you know, kind of like Frederick, you know, that's that's not Baltimore, you know, you know, kind of a similar situation there. It's like it's a different level, different amount of people. It's like, like okay, it's like I've been to downtown Houston when some good big shit was going on. Like and and also talking about it, it's like Houston to here, also different because, you know, people like talking about uh, your, your the New York visitor, you know, it's like yeah. pe people from Houston can be ruder, you know, you know, I think it's more like a city life versus not quite city life. Yeah, sure. And it don't matter who you are because it can just be, 
you know, you're so fed up with just the bullshit and living in a big city, right? Yeah, the hustle and bustle got to move fast. You're in my way. You're in my way. I got to go. I got to go. That traffic. Like that. Traffic. Yep. So, okay. So, like, the funny part is people, people, and, and maybe you know a little bit more, you know, at least from being from the Northeast, like, we hear about the craziness in some of the cities up there, you know, New York specifically, you know, things like that. People talk about Houston. It's like Houston is not talked about in square miles. Houston is talked about in square hours because that's how long does it take you to get from one end of Houston to the other on just the freeway? It's like the miles, the miles do not matter because you're, it could be 20 miles. It's going to take you two hours because it's that absurd. And like that, and that, that maybe that's a weird cultural thing here in Texas because we're so spread out. We do everything and we don't do distance. We do time. Don't talk about sure. time travel. It's like time. Time is relative in Texas. You know, it's like how how far away is Dallas? Eh, about three and a half hours on a good day. It's like, well, what about today? Nah, that's gonna be a fiver, buddy. You know, it's like we it's like we don't talk about. It's like I told you how far away it is in miles, but that doesn't mean anything. But if I tell you it's gonna take you five hours to get there today after five p.m., then it's a different story. That's an ex- that's you, I let you know the experience you're gonna have, right? You know, so that's a that's another thing that I think is potentially different when it comes to where you're coming from, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I think here in Maryland, in I've been here uh, come July. I've been in Maryland for 31 years at this point, so I'm a Marylander at this point. Uh, I only mentioned Detroit as kind of like a you know I'm still clinging on like hey we got sports teams yeah but they're not good. Yeah, but you know, the bad boys, they won a championship in 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 the 90s. Like, yeah, that was 30 plus years ago. Fuck. Like Red Wings, they won. Yeah, almost 20 years ago. Fuck. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's still living mid-90s when you know, or even earlier when Detroit was a bit bigger. Like, I don't I'm not that big of a sports guy, but I know enough, like just to be like, I remember when those teams were big. It's almost like remembering yeah. when the Cowboys were on top, you know. And yeah. and and it was funny. I was listening to you guys talk about uh, teams moving around, new teams being purchased and or sold, or that one owner being uh, kicked out mm-hmm. for whatever. And I was thinking, it was like, whenever the, the Oilers moved to Tennessee, right? Yeah. They stayed the Oilers for a little bit until they became the Titans. And then we didn't have a, yeah. a team until we built the Texans. I was like, why didn't we just keep the Oilers name? It's like it's like they could sell just the team and go over there and be a different name. Who cares? But own the name that made the city big, you know? Yeah. Well, All- that's what has been done. Like, I mean, Baltimore Ravens here mm-hmm. were the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they came from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And, which I thought was they crazy. Just, they left, you know, Cleveland kept the Browns. Yeah. So, so they, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, the Browns still exist, but the Ravens became a new thing. So but whenever the Texans were created way back when, uh, you know, everybody uh, was Texans was 05, maybe or something I think, like that. Mm, maybe 02, 02. Yeah, because I was out of high school, but I was still in early college days and I was still delivering pizza and remembering hearing the early, early stuff because with the first getting the team together. And by the way, as soon and because like I, said, I don't talk sports much, I don't really experience sports much, but you guys were talking about uh, different people getting traded around and things like that. And you were talking about how the Texans may have a chance, but they only got the one pick, whatever. 
you know, and I looked at it, I was like, dude, as soon as we lost like our major three players, as soon as JJ Watt was gone, as soon as uh, Deshaun was gone, and like, and there was a few other people before that, and I'm just like, we ain't got shit. I'm like, like this is I quit following at that point. And then the Astros, the Astros started losing most of their big big people. Yeah. Thank God we can we held on to a couple, and then we went ahead and went for World Series again without cheating. Cap, cap. <laughs> look. Look, a trophy's a trophy, right? Um, I mean, look, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You're not trying, yep, exactly. <laughs> um, but I do also want to go back to the uh, roided out home run derbies every fucking game, though. That was the best. I mean, that's the only reason I watched baseball back in that era. It's like, oh my god, Mark Mark McGuire and uh, uh, Barry Bonds, and I forgot there was yeah, the Sammy other guy too, Sammy Sosa, yeah. That was that was fantastic. It's just like, okay, who's gonna have? It's like at that point, we didn't care who was winning. We just want to know how many more home runs we're getting today. You know? I, yeah, I couldn't tell you who won the World Series. That I have year. no idea. No idea. It's like I don't but, care. It's like I want to know who hit more home runs, yeah. and that was fun. I feel like that should be a separate baseball league. Like, yeah, like I mean, the XFL versus the NFL. It's like have uh -huh. the ridiculous league, and then have the proper league, right? Well, the thing is too. You know, when you talk about steroids in sports and, you know, when it comes to like football, uh, MMA, even I'll even throw basketball in there, and hockey. You know, these are contact sports. Basketball is less of a contact sport, but you can still you know, there's wrong. still some. Yeah. But baseball, like, look, there's really like, you know, running to home plate. There could be some collisions there. Sure. But baseball. No, you know, there's no real physicality to it as far as like, you know, head to head. So let them let them juice all the way up and let them hit as many home runs as they want, as far as they want. I don't care. Just entertain me because you're paying you're playing 162 games. Like, which is nuts. <laughs> I said that to my wife the other day. She was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. And, no and one honestly, knows. The, the reason why is because it's tradition. They've always done it that way. And baseball is all about records and everything, and mm -hmm. and and the numbers. So they're never going to change the the number of games to a lower number because, you know, it's tradition that they play these series. I mean, I remember when they they started playing interleague games. I don't even yeah. know if it's called interleague anymore, but it used to just be AL play AL, and you know, you never cross until you got to the World Series, and then when they introduced interleague. It, it was a big deal. People were kind of upset about it. People were like, I don't like it. It breaks tradition. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, it is America's pastime. Yeah, you know, apparently what? other than other <laughs> than the social the not socially acceptable stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean voting voting in morons. That's the other uh, great American yeah. pastime. We're not going there tonight though. Yeah, uh, not, th but, this is not the night I don't have beer with me. I no, do have I do, I do though, so I'm okay. By the way, I just opened a new one. I picked this one up in Arkansas, I believe. No, in Tennessee. It was actually hmm. uh, Wiseacre or Wiseacre Brewing, Memphis, Tennessee, Sun Bump. It's a Belgian-style wit. It's nice. The crazy thing is I, I oh. downloaded that that app to um, mm -hmm. un untap. I'm yep. going to uh, go mess around with that and, and start plugging in our beers. Yeah, because Steve, Steve's been keeping record. Uh, then you can well, you can plug in. I, I told him we need a chart here on the wall. Yeah. So that way I can have a base because sometimes I'm just going off the moment. So if I have a beer night, mm, I like this. I'm going to give it a seven, six. Yeah. And it's like, 
because yeah, but you, you got to think about what you also gave a seven six, right? Correct. So that's why I Untapped is great because you can see that. The thing that does stars, not full on number. Maybe it's changed since I used it before. Like I said, I haven't used it since twenty seventeen, and I showed you my numbers, which was which was funny. Dude, I got friends. Yeah. Not this is not a bragging thing, but I got friends who've been drinking this whole time and checking in on Untapped and still haven't caught up to my numbers. But my buddy Leo who quit drinking last year because he got his third DUI and had to, well, had to. Um, I'm still a, I'm still a few hundred from his numbers. Like, because he, he was still in the life. I drink casual now. Like, back mm -hmm. when I was doing full-on, uh, like, every other weekend doing bottle shares, you know, with anywhere from, like, 30 to 50 different beers, now, mind you, you're only drinking a few ounces of it at a time, but sometimes you're going to get a full beer anyway to drink in the interim. But that yeah. can be anything, dude. Like I, I tell you, like you, you guys are talking about your 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 eight percenters, your nine percenters, and stuff like that. We did a this is the the drunkest I've ever been because um, I don't like to get drunk, but this is the drunkest I've ever been because we took advantage of it. So me and my ex, we kind of ran a local Houston beer group, right? And but we expanded it. Uh, when Beer Advocate went down. So Beer Advocate, not Beer Advocate, uh, what was that website called? Either way, there was a forum that we all got together and we would trade beers across the country because the distribution was shit back in 09. Uh, and so we started up a local thing on Facebook when that website went down. And then we grew it. We had like 450 members across the country, a few overseas and stuff like that. But then we were also involved with local groups. So we were doing tastings there was a monthly beer advocate tasting and then we would have one or two other than that. And we would pick a different beer bar to go to and we'd just set up in a corner, you know, with permission, you know, they might provide food, whatever. So this one, excuse me, was a, we set up two. This one was a specific invite only. And it was all barrel aged, uh, quads, or barrel-aged old ales, or something along those lines. Or uh, um, barley wines. That's what it was. And all of those are in like the 13 to 15% range, because they're all barrel-aged, right? Okay. So we did that for two and a half hours. Mm. In and of itself, that was roughly, if I which I barely recall, if I'm going to be honest with you, I believe that was roughly 30, 30 beers in that that two and a half hour period then we did the normal tasting for another three hours after that so added on another 30 beers you know so that was the drunkest i've ever been um and for a long time i couldn't drink that type of beer because i vomited so much that night and that's all i was tasting oh. And 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 we had gone to uh, China Bear, which was a huge Chinese buffet. Like I mean, like probably seats like two hundred and fifty people, you know, massive place, and just drunk as shit, piling on whatever it sounded good, and into a stomach that's just full of beer. You can imagine how terrible that night night was. But uh, well, actually, you might not be able to imagine. You just remember. Um, but uh, but because that night was so damn bad, I could not drink those beers. But that was that was the level that we were drinking at even then, you know, and then blah, 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 blah. We end up breaking up later. So I get a little bit out of the beer game. 
at least to that level, sell off most of my collection. So before I did all these things, the fun plastic toys and all these collectings, uh, we collected beer. You know, and I think at the most I had was about 350 individual things in my collection that were just waiting. Like that's like stick it, stick it in the closet in the dark and we'll open it up when we get to it. You know, because some things can age. I know you guys sort of talked about this in a few episodes back about aging beers. Some can age, like big stouts and stuff like that can go for a couple years. Like things like IPAs and stuff like that. No, you want to drink those fresh because those will deteriorate rapidly. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, ha- I I wish I could find this beer to send to y'all because it's one of my favorite things that I've ever had. And it can age up to like 15 years like a wine and i actually saved one and held on to it for 12 years to get it to that maximum time to see how it would taste and it was still good like it actually like because i had a whole bunch of them and i would try them every few years you know it was good Uh and and i can't i don't know that they make it anymore it's from a canadian brewery called uh unibrew this is that moment where i said to myself it's like how can we make Kalompton a podcast where we do it remotely? We could do it remotely. I think Steve's very like, you know, because I, I think one of the, the, the charming parts of Kalompton is you got two friends who grew up together, just all some random shit. This dude randomly mm-hmm. knocks on my door and just says, hey, you want to play basketball? Like, this motherfucker don't know who we are. He just knocks on my door. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I know you guys <laughs> got a kid in this house somewhere. Can he come out and play? I see evidence of child. (laughs) You didn't even live live in my neighborhood. (laughs) He just showed up. Hiding out in trees. Watch. He's like, I knew they had a fucking kid. All right, let me go knock on this door. That's um, It's just like, there's this thing of like, you know, on again, off again, friendship. Mm -hmm. And we decided, all right, let's just fucking do this podcast. And honestly, the whole beer review thing was kind of an accidental thing. We were just drinking while recording and it was like kind of like let's rate what we're drinking i was like why don't we just make this a thing mm-hmm. like and because the original name of the show was supposed to be um social club right yeah well yeah it was supposed to be um the Colompton. So, well so he wanted to call it adios pantalones which <laughs> my wife hated it so every time i said it you could see her getting angry and even i was kind of like yeah it is kind of stupid well like, what the fuck like dude, yeah. that, like it makes no sense like so and we we played on a basketball team, a rec uh, recreational team. It was called the Colompton Mafia. Huh. So I was like, why are we not using Colompton? That we we we've got jerseys that say Colompton across the chest. So why are we not doing this? So out of ignorance, is Colompton an actual place or is it just a fusion of names? No. Is it Compton yeah, in Columbia? Yep. Okay. See, I, I could have sworn when you first went on Nerd Rage and you were talking about you were gonna start up the door was brand new i swore you said something along those lines and i was like yeah. am i crazy it's like did he say that that was like there's no way i could find it however many years ago that was on nerd rage when you first mentioned it because you guys yeah, are at what 106 now on on just Colompton, right Some, yeah what? something uh, one, 106 107 107 i just listened like to it today actually 108 because i'm looking at the number right yeah now. there you go yeah yeah so one just released that so and, um, and I have been and not to uh, not not to fillet your ego, but you know I have been listening because like because w- it's a good mix of just friendly banter, talking about the beer, 
some sports, but then like sometimes just the random shit y'all talk about, but then the movie reviews and TV shows and stuff like that, which I'm also on board for. So it's just like, it's, it's got enough of everything to keep me interested. Even if sometimes I check out like when I'm listening, but I do the same thing with nerd rage. It's like, Oh, Bobby's talking about something. Um, <laughs> I'm on the show and I check out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm talking half the time and I, I didn't check out. There, there have been times where I've said to see like, wait, wait okay. Like, Let's review the beer. If, if yeah. there's at any point you hear in the show, we're talking, 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 then you hear, let's review this beer. It's because I actually checked out of my own conversation. Yes. I, 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 I definitely have heard it. I've heard it happen. Uh, but I also love when you guys have opened another one. Wait, did we rate that? Did we rate that last one? Oh, shit. You know, that, that's, Yo, dude, I, I love that. It's hilarious to me. He texts me at like 2.30 a.m. And my phone's on silent at this point. And we didn't review the last beer we started we like we mentioned like okay let's go ahead and review this beer and then we start talking about i don't know what we went on to finish the show Mm -hmm. move on with our lives i get a text i wake up the next morning i look at my phone she's like yo we didn't we didn't review the last beer and i was like uh give it a six seven i don't fucking know dude that's that's when you just if you've got more you start with the rating on the next show and then you just sort of half-ass drink it and move on just to get the rating yeah. in but like um you know and i wanted to mention this when we actually got to sit down uh there are sometimes steve sounds like jamie from joe rogan <laughs> like because because the funny thing is like the first episode i picked up i think it was like episode 102 or something like that there's something about curse words i forgot what it was mm. um and uh because i was like I like this title, uh, you know, it's like, I'm just going for the title alone. And uh, it starts talking about because that's what I'm trying. I'm like, exactly. just give a title. Maybe someone will listen. Dude, if you look at some of the titles that I come up with for uh, Nymea, like there, there's some doozies in there. And then I can tell the ones that people are like, oh, OK. And then the other ones are like, <laughs> what is this title? You know, um, but listening to it and he starts talking about Joe Rogan. And I'm like, he, he sounds like Jamie. Like when Jamie just sort of chimes in from the back a little bit quietly, yeah. I was like, when he's talking low, I was like, he sounds like Jamie. That's freaking weird. And like now I'm listening for it. It's kind of funny. Though on that last Great. episode, I was like, I think I like Steve. Like just some of the stuff he's like talking about. I was like, I think I like Steve. Like Steve, Steve's a, a fun dude. There are times with Steve, I sometimes have to like. I, I think we both have our own moments of this, where it's like. And, and this is just a human thing, period. It's like, you know, yeah, I'm not interested in what you're talking about. Your shit is boring because, yep. you know, we are very, very different. Yeah. We're, what the fuck is that sound? What the fuck? Uh, it might be a motorcycle. I don't Dude, know. Dude, I do that all the time. That's hilarious. Like to see someone else go through that was fun <laughs> because I do it all the time. I must look like a maniac when I do it on my live streams. I was I was very concerned because it, I don't know, but um, we're like we're very similar, but we're very different. Where he'll say, "Hey, you want to play volleyball?" and I'll say, "Well, if you come play, if you come do jujitsu with me, yeah, I'll play volleyball." And then he gets quiet. I'm like, hmm, "Okay, that's weird." Um, what? Well, <laughs> like it's, it, a tra- it's a trade. Yeah, well, exactly. That's kind of my point. It's like it's a trade off. You if you come do jujitsu, I'll come play volleyball. Because the whole thing with volleyball for them is like. You know, oh, let's like laugh about like you're not good at this. It's like, yeah, because I don't fucking play volleyball. Like, I don't play beach sports. I fight. <laughs> That's what I do. I have a podcast about it. That's my hobby. 
is, is strangling other friends and getting strangled by my friends. And then if we get into a fight with somebody, which we shouldn't have to, because the whole ideal for us is like it teaches you when to fight or if you should fight or if you, you know, can just avoid it. Or, or how to end the fight do. quickly without doing too much damage. However, fucking spike a ball at somebody to end the fight. I, I was literally going to say it's like odds are a volleyball match isn't going to break out at the bar. Well, I, um, I say that now, but we have volleyball bars here in Texas, so I, I guess it's not, you know, you can literally That's drunken wild. challenge some people. I mean, it's hot all the damn time. We have beach sports. Look, any time we can get women to take their clothes off and jump around, we're going to give them access, okay? And I mean in the professional, that's not getting better. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it is not paying for it. No, no, no. Well, I mean, it it is what it is. But like, also, you know, you mentioned beach sports. I was like, I grew up with volleyball as a back backyard sport, playing on hard ass grass in ground, not not beach. Like, I hate sand. I'm like Anakin Skywalker. I can't stand fucking sand. Like, like the wifey loves the beach. We go, and I'm like, I'm wearing like waiters to just walk in the in the sand it's like i don't want to come into contact with the shit if you get any of it in the car we're gonna fucking have it out i'm gonna make you go buy a vacuum cleaner and vacuum that shit up and then you're gonna yeah. throw away your shoes <laughs> you're not bringing home no. sand no i'm the same way I, I haven't been to the beach in years my daughter my wife and my daughter have been to the beach many a time since she's been born my daughter is seven i have not been to the beach in her lifetime and she always says dad one of these days you have to come to the beach with me i'm like mm, not really <laughs> i was like I, I mean possibly but probably not i don't know we'll see but i don't know it, it's it's just like i well, that's another part of why i don't want to play volleyball either it's like i really don't fuck with the sand i hate the sand it's it's unstable i'm not running around in that shit i've got bad like steve has a bad body like he has to like warm up before he does. That anything. sounds so like, bad. No, no, he is. He's, he's got a bad body. Yeah, no, his like his knees, his back, his like fucking elbow, his foot, his ankle. It's like Jesus Christ. Dude. I mean, I've got injured. Like right now, my ribs are fucking jacked up. As yeah, I'm laughing over here, it, yeah, I'm wincing in pain. Like God damn, I'll, dude, this hurts. I'll, but it's I'll funny. be less funny. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dick. Um, like that didn't help. Um, I'll turn it off. It's fine. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, hold on. There's a switch. Yeah, like, I'll just stop being when, funny. Like, when you're funny, you're funny. But um, it's like, I, I don't fucks with the sand. I don't fucks with any, any of the ideal of, like, I'll watch volleyball. It's entertaining, weirdly enough. I'll, I'll watch just about any sport, except for cornhole. But Oh, come on. Like, I, like, Dude, I think drunk, my, drunken cornhole is so much fun to watch. Yeah, at the bar, but it pisses me off when no, I see on the backyard. Fucking... In the backyard, <laughs> it's with Texas. When I see it on when I see it on ESPN, that's where I get pissed off. Okay, it's like... yes, professional cornholing makes no sense. Also, that sounds like a very different profession. Um, you don't expect it's beanbags being thrown at some plywood. You, I'm not going to say what you expect, but Beavis and Butthead will giggle at it. Um, Even the way that you just said it. Just sounded completely. You're throwing beanbags at plywood. It's like Jesus Christ. It's like, dude, this shit is serious though. Better. I mean, like yeah. we we, have, we got plenty of backyard games down here though, because like my uh, my cousin did his uh, it was his birthday party slash engagement party slash fundraiser for the wedding. Right. We just go multi purpose party. 
you know, everybody's drinking. We got the back. We got the axe. We got the axe throwing set up in the backyard. We got the cornhole set up. We've got, I forgive if we, I think if we call it the ladder game, I could be wrong. The name is weird. So you build basically like a three tier ladder out of PVC or whatnot. And you've got two golf balls connected by a hunk of rope. And you're basically bowling that shit. And the, each line is set for different points. Okay. And you're going back and forth on teams. So, but if you can knock the other person's shit off, you know, that kind of stuff, steel points and all that, that shit gets competitive. And when we were playing one, it was pretty humid, not hot, but humid. And I've been drinking and I'm playing with, shit, was there any, I didn't know any of the people I was playing with. Um, no, I take that back. I knew Sean, Sean was playing on my side, but the other people playing, I had no idea who they were. And so I'm not drunk, but I'm feeling myself and I'm getting fucking hyped playing this shit because, you know, it's girls on the other side and then me and him playing on this side. And, you know, you're you're playing against the other person on your side, you know, opposite teams, basically. You know, you're one person yeah. from each team's on either side. I'll put it that way to give yep. everybody a visual. And one side goes and the other side goes. But like I said, when it comes to knocking other person's points off and shit like that, that's when it really gets. We won by one fucking point, one point, and it was by my partner. And I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I'm sitting here, fuck you." It was like, you know, just the whole, the whole. It's like I don't get broy, and I don't get excited about sports, but like, you get a couple in you. Oh yeah, it's gonna get fun, but also hot as balls outside. I'm gonna be honest with you. But indoor yeah. oh, indoor cornhole makes no make no sense. I'm sorry that. I mean, it's like like you said, it's a fun game to watch drunk folks play. You have it at a cookout, you have it at a party, you have it at whatever. Yeah. Hell, have it at the bar, but not whatever. on ESPN. Yeah, it's on not ESPN. at the Olympics. They're, they're sober as fuck and they're playing cornhole. It's like what? Get the fuck out of here! Like, yeah. well, not only that, I'm only mad about it because again. I do jujitsu and I know that this becomes an argument, you know, from some people they want to see it mainstream, some don't. It, it doesn't fucking matter. I just yeah. Okay. It, it's like like we have, you know, a lot of great competitions going on, and none of these shits are available on ESPN. You know, other you know, MMA, you know, you have yeah, normal NFL, straight up, yeah, you know, mixed martial arts, but it's like okay, you know, I you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm mixed on it too because I do get annoyed now that ESPN has a UFC on every weekend. It has watered it down for me a bit. Yeah, but it, also, it's not as special as it used to be. Because we, yeah, we, used to we be used to, yeah, we used to do. Because uh, when you guys were t once again, you know, I've been listening, but uh, you guys were talking about some of the old names in in MMA and UFC, like some of the bigger names, like from a while back, and like, and you guys started like. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's currently fighting, but I was there in like the heyday of like Randy Couture, you know, as he as he was kind yeah. of on his way out. Chuck Liddell, when he was still champion for a while, when Rashad Evans was coming up and challenging everybody, when Rampage was trying to make something of himself, and then he decided to be an actor for five seconds and then come back and beat the fuck out of Rashad with that fucking punch and knocked him the fuck out. I thought it broke his jaw. Actually, I think it did break his jaw. Um and then, like, Frank Mir was, like, my dude back in the day. Like, I fucking love Frank Mir. Um, and there was this dude, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but I called him the caveman dude. He had, like, long kind of curly hair and, like, a big scruffy beard, and he would do a lot of low, like, this shit. But I can't remember his name for the life of me. I mean, it sounds like Andre Arlovsky, but... <sighs> I mean, it was that, like, that that's the only. 
that's the only uh thing that comes to mind from that description yeah but, but it'd be that same like 2012 give or take era yeah but i loved watching that dude fight because he he was like be so scrappy but he would get down so low and be oh like, no, no 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 you you talk about uh clay guida that sounds right that sounds right uh, he was he was a lightweight that's yeah 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 like caveman yep yeah, and like, and I liked a lot of the lightweight stuff over the the heavyweights because the heavyweights most of the time they're just trying to knock the fuck out of each other. You're not going to mm-hmm. see a whole lot of scrapping, you're not going to see a lot of mounts, you're not going to see a lot of the the ground game. And that's when it got a lot of fun. So it was like listening to you guys, well, even on Kalompton talk about it, not even not even off the mats. I've, I've only got a few a couple episodes off the mats. No, uh, oh, those are those are a mixed bag, dude. Yeah, it's a mixed. Well, obviously I'm on one, so uh, yeah. I was gonna say, I mean, this isn't off the mats episode, like, and yeah. Like, oh my god, this isn't jujitsu at all. Like, no. oh, fuck you. But see, that, I gotta mix it in. I'm mixing in some jujitsu just so it sort of works. Just put this at the front yeah. so people know that you know at some point, you know, we got some jujitsu ness in here. But you're right though on on the idea, or at least MMA. But like you're right though, like jujitsu as just its own uh, discipline is not not represented well enough in the uh, mainstream. I was gonna say professional, but that didn't sound right. Mainstream would be the way to say. To be fair, I mean, jujitsu is one of those things where it's like it's probably not interesting to, you know, you know, the 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 uh you know, uh what, what the fuck word am I looking for? I came with the casual spectator. Uh like a few I'm weeks in- back, I'm trying to think. There there's there's an episode of Kalompton. In the middle of the episode, we stopped to watch uh a jujitsu match. <laughs> Steven, his girlfriend are here. We pause the recording. I make it very clear. Okay, hold on, hold on. Mikey Musumeshi is fighting. We turn it off, and they're sitting there watching it with me, and you can just see in there, and they're like, what the fuck are we even watching? What is this guy doing? Because they're going for footlocks. I was like, okay, so they're yeah. trying to go for footlocks on each other, but they both got really, really bendy ankles. So, honestly, they're not going to really get anywhere, and then Mikey just transitions from a fucking heel hook to a back take to a rear naked choke, which... You know, none of that sounds like it's impressive, but if you see it, it's like holy shit! Like how I know, I know what it? some of those things are. Um, I can imagine. It, it yeah, it, it was wild. But I've been like, watching. The, I've been watching the videos on BJJ Wiki, which, by the way, guys, go subscribe to BJJ Wiki on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, you guys won't be mad. Well, no, honestly, I'm inter- I'm entertained. I'm like, like you talk, you're talking about the casuals may not be may not be entertained, and like. I was like, I'm watching just the the clips you got you're posting like daily a million times, um, <laughs> but but I'm looking at them like, holy shit, because I'm I'm used to strikers, I'm used to kicking, you know, yeah. some minor ground game, and there was a there was one video you shared, I think it was like last weekend, uh, and a dude like did like a roll, came across, grabbed the guy's ankle, rolled him over, and put him in a, in a lock. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck was that? I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything yeah. like that in my life. He did a Imanari roll probably into a hill hook. Yeah, something like that. Which. I couldn't tell you the words, but, like, like the, the, I, I clearly I won't know the vernacular, but I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, but to me, it wasn't, what the fuck did I just watch? It's, I watched it, like, four times, and I'm like, I don't even know how he's doing that. Like, it's like, that was amazing. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing it, and I train it. Yeah. The, Sometimes I look at that shit. I'm just like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. See, <laughs> I, I got a different path. See, I, I'm fine being a filthy casual who is amazed by shit I haven't seen before. Like, I don't need to understand it to know it's cool. But I can understand like some. They're probably a significantly boring chunk, chunk, 
junction. What the fuck does that word? Um, it's like second beer word is what that is. Um, you, yeah, you, you need to have that. that on the board. What we need some second beer words, you know, and then third beer words. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I, I need a new dry erase board because the dry erase board that I use here to write on is small. Mm-hmm. So really, our topics are only as many that can fit on this board, mm-hmm. and sometimes. To be quite honest, like last week, I didn't write on the board. Yeah, I just hit record and said, "Let's go." And it was a great episode. That sometimes those are the best ones and because we just talked. I I actually like lately we haven't had any like main like discussion topics and stuff like that. Like we've had in the past where I would like lay out everything, like we're talking about movie trailers and this kind of nonsense, and I would share it yeah. on our Discord. You know, because we have our private Discord where I can just post that nonsense and not clutter up our group chat. You know, it's like, here's all the shit we're going to talk about in this order. And then, like, while that is, that's great and all, we have a set order to the show. You know, we call ourselves Nerd Rage Light, basically. You know, kind of basically mirror Nerd Rage, mostly by accident. So, like, if you listen to the most recent Nerd Rage episode, and then you listen to our most recent episode, and you you know, because you've been there, it's usually like a one or two week difference between the recording and the release. How you guys and us have managed to have almost beat for beat the same discussions even though there's no way we could know because i never listen to nerd rage before we record because i know it's going to happen that that is 100 percent like thing but like lately we've just kind of just gone with the flow like i'll have an idea of something i want to talk about and sometimes if it's a bigger topic i'll prep everybody other times they don't know what we're getting into um which is slightly more fun for me sometimes is like they have no idea what i'm bringing you know but like uh and then every now and then somebody else will share like a thing like a story that we need to talk about you know like um like some what what did dormammu share today that like if we had recorded today we would definitely would have talked about it but oh, hey don't do that instagram um don't you love that when you're watching a video and then it automatically loads um yeah so i was like all right let me change it. like i don't even know what my phone is on so I, i'm scared to open it because i'm like it's I don't. It's just porn. Um, no, no. It's, it's too, what, what time? Oh, no, not yet. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but like, okay. So he was like, they were talking about all the uh, the fires and stuff like that up up in uh, Canada, and now uh, the smoke is like, you know. So we would be talking about like all of that kind of stuff, you know, because Texas deals with wildfires and that kind of crazy shit. I mean, for a while there, we were dealing with all the smoke blowing up from me- the Mexican wildfires that were going on like a month ago. But, uh, you know, the crazy images and stuff like that coming out of New York with the orange skies is like, oh, look, it's finally Gotham. Um, you know, it's like Batman can finally come out. It literally looks like Gotham now. But that's the kind of stuff that we would, you know, we, we talk nerd shit. We talk life shit. But then, like, the better discussions are the ones that are off the cuff that we didn't mean to have, you know, sometimes. Yeah, that is funny because, like, I I have the board here to kind of keep us somewhat on topic mm-hmm. and. And for the most part, it, it works. But like I also tell Steve, think of things to talk about throughout the week. Yeah. So that way I can put this on the board. So when he gets here, I like I'll text myself all the stuff. So by the time we get to now we're recording yep. Fridays, which as I'm looking at, I kind of don't like recording Friday because it goes out Tuesday and it bugs me because so much happens from Friday night Dude. up to Tuesday. And then I like it used to be Sunday night and then mm-hmm. it goes out Tuesday. So, so it's only like a day and a half difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I record, might... we record Monday and release Friday. Like, so we're on the same boat, you know, the, just that big gap of what could happen in between. Right. 
I think what I might start doing is we'll record Friday. Since I'm off Saturday, I might just drop it Saturday afternoon. You and it's edit. just out there. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't edit at all. I just. Well, there's the pauses at least. Well, here, so, let me let me say some horrid shit that you have to cut out real quick. Or 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 like my co-host yeah. did to me. So uh, uh, the so whenever uh, you guys did that last episode of Nerd Rage uh, Monday after Skullstice. Like Alan, Alan and Ricky, you know, came and recorded with me, you know, uh, after breakfast on Sunday. Yes. And those motherfuckers, because they know they just sit there and like they, they throw out the real name on purpose mm. over and over and over. Yeah. So I have to remove huge chunks of the podcast or actually I have a new I, I made myself a drop. So I actually just have a robotic show key. That I can just add in there every time, but I hate having to do that shit. And it's actually the wifey's fault; she did that. Um, and it's only Ricky and Alan. The combo of those two is the big troublemakers. Everybody else is not so much. Um, which, by the way, you know that. And I told Bobby this uh, after the fact. You know, when we're on our way home, I'm like, "It's like, look, man. No, no matter how the rest of the weekend went, no, whatever." You allowed me to meet my co-host in person and actually hang out with them. It was like so coincidentally, <laughs> you know, because you know, I only know I know Ricky because of Bobby. Because okay. we're we're both in the Zoom call. Yeah. You know, and, and uh Mike, who's not really on the show anymore, but he's still involved, we started it together. And then uh Alan also met because of the Patreon. And then Dormammu, who I know, or through Ricky because of uh, the, the the realm, you know. So the fact that I got to meet all of my, effectively all of my co-hosts that are on regularly in person and sit down and record with them, all thanks to Bobby. You know, I probably would never have that chance before. And it's like, and these are people I call friend, but I, there's no way I could just make it happen on my own. You know. It brings worlds together. Really did. And like. And, and it's funny as it is, you know, because I mean, I wouldn't never had to meet you otherwise, you know, and, and I've enjoyed our com I enjoyed our conversations there. I've enjoyed our conversations otherwise. And this yeah. hasn't gone wrong yet. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's time. <laughs> Wait, let me drink some of this wild turkey. I mean, I and mean, another you, fucking thing. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll. Oh, by the way, and I regret this now. The only regretful thing about our conversation is something you brought up after the pod ended, was hmm. that we should have brought Evan in. Yes, dude. If I had known Evan was there, I would have definitely have been like, yes, bring in Evan. I was like, I was like, I don't know Evan, but I know enough about Evan to know it would be a good conversation. Yeah, I think Evan. Is that he, he lives around the corner from me? I keep telling him, like, yo, we need to record. It's just his schedule is wild. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep track of him. He's, but, he's, on, he's kind of on that Bobby schedule a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Moppers, but they stick together. Those moppers. Yeah. That was like, and like, I got to meet him and Casey briefly. Uh, cool dudes. Yeah. I messaged Casey. He was supposed to be on here. And like, we, we were really amped up about trying to record around the time of a, uh, a fight card. Mm hmm. And it was like, hey, can you record this weekend, this weekend, this weekend? And it's like we've lost contacts. So I'm it's, like, okay. It's kind of flake city. You know, yeah. Shit, well, shit well, I mean, not on purpose. It's just shit happens. 
like well he's on that mopper schedule as well yeah yeah like I, the I, life of a mopper yeah i mean like it's so funny because my schedule is so open now that like i forget people have actual skill or uh, schedules um <laughs> but now but now because my job i've added more hours i can't make our normal recording times so i have to like hustle to get home to make our regular mm. recording time because we record early afternoons you know because that's when everybody's okay. kind of available for lunch breaks kind of you know oh, wow and then sometimes on the weekends but then like ricky's off every other weekend depending on 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 his work schedule because he flip-flops his, his schedule and he's my he's my number two so if i can't get him then i've got to really try to find somebody you know to record so um which you know obviously you know one of these is i want to have you on um because we can have all the it's like it's like i just want to keep talking to you dante it's it's a horrible problem to have Dude, I'm like sitting here thinking now, what kind of show can I create with Shoki? Let's see. What look, can we I don't, look, we, neither of us needs more shows, but you can, That's we can but we can go back and forth. No problem, buddy. Because like because I live stream Thursday and Friday nights on my on my mm -hmm. third on my third channel. No, third channel. Because I have four, I have four channels total, but one of them is just dead now. My original Shoki reviews channel. I don't do reviews anymore. I just upload whatever I feel like doing. And then I have the live stream channel, which is it doesn't have to make sense because um, that's that's one of my uh, that's my one of my life mottos. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be loud. Because um, like the point is someone heard it. It doesn't matter if it made sense to them. Someone heard it and will remember it happened. You know, I know that once we're done, I have three more posts put on Instagram tonight, but I know a post I put up earlier. Uh -huh has been getting a lot of noise because the original person put on there that Logan Paul was choked out by uh, Israel Adesanya. He wasn't choked out, but everybody has to remind me, oh, you don't know what choked out me. So I've it already wasn't had you. It's the original poster. Yeah. yeah. And I, I responded to two people saying, yeah, well, because one person, he's been here from day one. He goes, mm -hmm. I thought this was a jujitsu page. And I was like, it is. But also, I'm not responsible for what somebody puts in the original post. And, you know, he gets it. But the whole thing is, look, I it, look, it's, it's got your attention. All you motherfuckers are responding. Mm -hmm. It's getting traction. Feeding me. Whatever. Come on, just bring it. And so, like, you know, I talked to, I talked to you about that briefly at the party. I was like, because on YouTube, I deal with my comments fairly often. And I'm not like other people who ignore the comments. Oh, no, I get in the comments. Like, I have gotten in some fucking shit with some people in the comments and the thing is i have no shame so i will literally screen cap the comment and i will meme the fuck out of it and be like hey look at this dumbass thing this person said how can i meme this to make it bigger for me and then like every now and then like because i got to kind of store them up a little bit because i do have a youtube has been pulling certain comments from people who uh, don't like my opinion on a particular group of, of all, like of all things my opinions on a musical group and they're they are opinions based on my experience with said group and i don't hate them they think i hate them because i talk i point out the things i don't like about them but i also point out things i love about them so i will save up those comments and then every like probably every other friday on the live stream i will start by reading the dipshit comments out loud um so that everyone knows and they're like and then i'll get the replies to my reply you know you get the reply guys and like some people be like you know yeah if you really wanted people to like you you wouldn't uh, be rude to them and it's like have you noticed that the 
this person was rude first right yeah it's like i'm just replying to your rude comment and it's like i just don't care it's just like this is just part of the game and i enjoy it and my subs like it like i have a really nice little following uh and now get to meet some of them on patreon because i've got i've got a patreon thing where i do uh meetings like it was supposed to be tonight but i bumped it to last night ended up having a really good conversation with just unfortunately the one person who showed up we were supposed to do uh uh comedy specials we were just gonna watch comedy specials and uh, we just ended up talking instead which is always good too because i like to talk to people i don't know if you noticed um I, I need a shirt warning we'll talk to you for way too long Dude, uh, oh i don't know if i wore what shirt no i wore bjj i wore my yeah. bjj wiki shirt yes. i have a shirt that my buddy made but somebody else has now reproduced and put it on amazon fuck you guys that's why i keep posting it myself that my buddy wearing a shirt it says introverted but willing to discuss jujitsu and <laughs> i wear i wore it uh, to work the other day and i was there be a poster behind you that needs to be a poster behind you on the wall <laughs> that would be fantastic get it. that would be I'm great like, in the blue and yellow I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen yeah do it that'd be um, great but that like like my buddy he he made that shirt and um someone else I saw posted it that there's some on Amazon ironically enough right after I post no 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 he posted then I saw it then I went someone tagged me in his post mm-hmm and I laughed and I was like, okay, cool. Let me show you how it's done. So I went and shared my buddy's post and it's him wearing a shirt, you know, and it says the saying on it. And as soon as that happened, people went and started buying his shirt. I was like, yep. yeah, fuck that guy. Exactly. Um, it, it is. Fuck Man, people, I need, dude. dude, I need to. So I make merch, but not that often. But occasionally I will have bangers. Like I, I usually do like very me specific merch or channel specific mm-hmm. merch. But I came up with one the other day, and and feel free to. Uh, I know you don't edit, but feel free to take it out if you want. Um, oh, no, I edit these because I have to go back. Oh, and I got you. The sound. Is oh okay. yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, I came up with one, and I said I quit drinking Bud Light before it was transphobic. <laughs> uh, because as a beer mm. guy, you know. But actually, the one fan that I said to talk to, she buys a lot of my merch. She's like, I didn't wait at all. I went and pot, bought the pint glass and for my husband because I know he would laugh at it. And she didn't tell him. She didn't tell him she bought it, and she showed it to me when she got it in. So it's like a normal, just clear pint glass, and it's got the. I'll, I'll show it to you, but it looks like it's got ice cubes and a blurred out more or less Bud Light logo. But I wanted yeah. it to where you could pour whatever beer you want in it. That is not Bud Light, you know. So actually, go on there. But it actually, it's it's Bud Ite. Like I make sure I cover the L with my with my logo, of course, because um, got keep, keep those copyrights out, buddy. Trademarks yeah, you can't can we can't be getting sued, man. But but I just thought like because I thought about that, I was like, I did though. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like it's like that was it's like because not to go too deep into it, but like just the the craziness around that. And then yeah. the, the the all the all the things being thrown around around it, but like I just thought like I can capitalize this on, on while I'm on it too, you know. It's like, but but also for my mother in law who is a like very devout Bud Light drinker, even though I introduce her to good craft beers, um, it is what it is. But also yeah. she's a le- she's a lesbian, so I can't really fault her anyways. Um, you know, it still it still works. Uh, but I just thought that was just, and I made sure that 
the word transphobic is like half covered in ice so people have to like really try to read it or they just ignore it entirely so it's just i quit drinking bud light you know so that way i can catch any crowds i want like that that's one of the things that you know we've i, I can't remember if we got into it you know in episodes you started listening to but we've talked about the whole you know bud light thing because it's like mm-hmm. you get these cats that are like well i drink real beer you drink real piss water okay that that's yeah. it's it's a really weird way to say that because your beer is fucking 4.5 percent. Oh. what is it doing for you also like, you guys are wrong about course course is definitely better than bud light yeah look honestly <laughs> after drinking all like i don't know like i, I remember drinking um at, at one of bobby's halloween parties i took a 12 pack of course like or no 18 pack Ooh. i had to drink nine of them and oh I yeah no 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 nothing yeah. i was annoyed that Dude. i think that's why i swore it off but yeah. honestly all of those light beers they do nothing for well because of the show now with Colompton, it, it's just well, now the, the order of business is yeah. what am i drinking anything that's over six percent is, is the go-to um if, it, if it's six percent or less i mean it's kind of maintenance yeah but if i'm there for the party i'm, I'm looking at seven five and higher for the party yeah kind of get it started but um you know my my goddaughter she just got married back in september and her her husband he's he's a nice young man and congrats Uh, to their baby just being born uh, thank you like i I need to go see them again very soon just because i like seeing little babies um i just don't want another one i was gonna say other no it gets worse more it's like i like other people's babies no wait pause <laughs> like hold on yeah hold on um but he's a nice young man but he he loves him some Budweiser and he refuses to drink IPAs and he and I haven't had this discussion yet and you know I'm not one to try to persuade anybody to tell them like why they're wrong because if this is what you like this is what you like mm-hmm. but I also want to understand why do you like this and why do you not like the other one because if you mm-hmm. can tell me why you don't like the other one and it makes sense I mean, it's still your choice, but if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to fuck with you for for the rest of your life. Like he says, well, I don't like it because it doesn't taste good. I, I guess I could go with that because it's stronger. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, mean it has flavor. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> like, it's like weird. It's, it's got a, a, a little bit of a you know stronger taste well, to it. Yeah, it's, it's it, like that's called flavor. And you guys, and you guys know through through the show, like the flavor profiles. Let's just say IPAs like yeah. is so varied through through hops oh and all that yes. i mean i i learned this the heart well not really the hard way i got to drink a lot of beer and work at a brewery so like you know no flex but they uh mm. like i don't learn, have the soundboard yeah no 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 it's like but uh yeah my soundboard won't come through here but the um the differences in hop profiles as, as nerdy as this will be makes a big deal as to whether you'll like it and it, it was in it took me a couple of years to figure that out because I only knew of very specific types of IPAs because Texas was super limited on it. Like we had like Sierra Nevada. That was like our big one. And I can't stand Sierra Nevada IPA. I just, I do not like what they do. Some West coast IPAs I like, but not that one. And like, say, say this one right here, the goose Island hazy beer hug, or it says beer hug, but I think that's a bear. Could be a dog. Oh, but it looks I, like a bear. I think I know what you want. Show me the uh, picture. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, so I got this one from the party. At least the look. Yeah, so that's a 6.8, right? But I don't know what what hops are in it, but it tastes nice. But you guys mentioned uh, six point resin. 
Like yeah. that is a great beer. But if you're not an IPA drinker, do not give them that beer because they will die. Like, because that it's named resin for a reason. Ooh, that's a nice resin for a reason. All right, let's write that one down. Um, <laughs> bars. But uh, but the idea is like they're not for everyone. And a lot of the earlier IPAs were like either super piney or super soapy, mm-hmm. like and a lot of things like that. It's almost it's almost like cilantro for people. Like sometimes that flavor can be super off-putting if you have the wrong type of taste buds, the wrong type of genes. But I've discovered like IPAs are like my second go-to now, you know, because one, I can drink more of them and not have to worry about getting too shitty. Um, because like I told you the other day, usually when I go to the bar, I start with the highest percentage beer I can and then work my way backwards. But I also, if I have like a big, bold stout, I need a flavor change for my taste buds to stay active and uh and i do like how steve kind of curates i don't know if you're involved too but like when you guys uh curate the beer sort of yeah so (laughs) so well i couldn't tell how how much you're involved on the beer decision side but like i just show up to drink okay well also and i told you already i do have beers to send y'all but i'm gonna get a a, because i I got four right now i'm gonna get more because those particular four don't drink in one sitting because you're gonna you're not gonna remember the end of the recording um if dude we, the lo- if we keep doing friday night shows dude, the, the last the lowest one on there is like 11 2 you know so Woo! yeah so they're all huge beers but they're all from one brewery and they're all fucking fantastic so i'm gonna find you some more texas beers that uh, you probably don't have access to just to so you can have a couple texas beer shows but uh and you you mentioned earlier uh, uh doing a remote version and be like if I have the same beers as y'all and like could sit down with it, then that would be fun. So um, I think that's what we may do. So when you send those, mm-hmm. like, if I have, I guess- if I have, if I have the ones in question, because I know, I think the, actually the one I just got that, you know, on Sunday, I didn't buy extras of, but I can go and get okay. more. Cause it was interesting. That's a, uh, that's a rye barrel age cherry quad. So Belgian, a Belgian quad. I try not to, but it's a rye whiskey barrel aged uh, Belgian quad, um, which is, and I'll tell you this, not to spoil much. Um, it's too easy to drink for something that is like, I think it's like 11, 11, six, 11, eight, somewhere in there. It is super easy to drink. And it's dangerous, but that'd be fun though. But uh, I'm excited, like, because like I miss the beer trade, so to speak. Um, so like to be able to send some stuff to you guys would be fun for me, one way or the other. What we'll do is, uh, first off, greatly appreciate it, mm-hmm. one thousand uh, percent. I already mentioned to Steve, so I, I and I tried to explain to him as well mm-hmm. because he's not of our our culture, the 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 collector's <laughs> culture. Uh, so whenever I talk about our events and stuff, like mm-hmm. I'm excited. A, a big part of it is I'm excited because even though we're all collectors, I know I go to these things. I don't talk about collecting at all. Period. Yeah, yeah, that really we really didn't. And you mentioned that you you mentioned that, and I think even when they did the last Nerd Rage, realistically yeah. nobody was talking. Some people were, but and I find it funny. I'm, I'm in Bobby's house, right, for the first time ever. I look around the basement. And then I immediately find people to talk to about other shit. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, especially people I know of from the internet, not just total strangers. 
you know, like the people I, I know of remotely or people I've never met at all. You know, it was just a lot of fun. And almost no one is talking about the collecting side of it, the the toys of it. Some people were, but other people weren't. Yeah. But I mean, TV, TV the, shows, movies, whatever. Yeah. Nerd general. And, and that's what I try to explain to him is like, you know, a big deal about going to these types of events is that it's kind of networking. Mm-hmm. We all do podcasts. Yeah. So a big part for me, and, and I'll be honest, it's hard for me to keep up with everyone's podcast, especially now with my schedule. I don't get the opportunity to have free time to listen how I want to. So I'm trying to squeeze in times on my drive, you know, yeah. driving to work. So when I got to go drive to pick up somebody, when 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 I drop that person off and go to my next next commute, I got to, you know, here's some time to listen here. You know, all, any, any spot I can. But you know, the thing is, we all have podcasts, so kind of listen to each other's shows and, and getting the feel for everything because, you know, we've crossed paths. All right, we got friendships now. I want to hear their show. I want to hear more work. Cool. And then you find, oh, they're listening to my show, too. It's mm-hmm. like, and I always tell them, it's like, this is a networking thing that, you know, you may complain because with with Colompton, the issue that we had, well, the big issue that we had in the beginning is I fucked up. We had mm-hmm. we had a good following, but I fucked up uh, some of the old recordings, and I had to resubmit everything. Mm-hmm. And then our following base, it, it just it got trounced. So I, I think he was starting to get like, man, you know, because that's why we changed from social club to beer club because like nobody knows what you know, Clompton Social Club is. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's a little. But you gave it a context by saying beer club. Well, he sense. wanted to just call it Beer Club by itself. And I was like, because he loves Fight Club. And I was like, absolutely not. It, nah, it's got to be, be something. Exactly. I was yeah. like, no, we've got to not That doesn't else. mean anything and it doesn't say anything about you guys. But you got the Correct. Colompton aspect, which is you, which is y'all. And then you got the, the, well, I mean, even with Social Club, because of discussions, sure. But that just doesn't sound like anything and doesn't attach to anything. But then you give it beer and you go, you know, you, it, it's the perk, you know, but yeah. and I think that's the same reason why, in a way, like our podcast doesn't explode either, because it's just called Now You Made It Awkward. But uh, with that title, I think like some people go. Hmm. Like, but, but, but like also, what is awkward? Yeah, it's like so in, you know, we talk about titles like earlier, so I'm sitting there scrolling through episodes. So uh, we're only at episode 55 technically, but we had more because it broke some down. Yeah. So our our biggest episode ever that wasn't related to Black Panther, too, um, because that that review got a lot of uh, things. the The episode title was "Bill was always gay," and we were talking about <laughs> we're talking about The Last of Us, and I put that as the title. And Jesus, did a lot of people watch that one? Like in comparison, as <laughs> like and of Ricky's course. like Ricky literally is like, dude, you can't put gay in the title. YouTube will shut it down. I was like, watch the game player. It's like, come on! It's like, it's like Ricky doesn't YouTube, so it's like, I've only been doing this for about eight years. I, I have a slight idea of what I'm doing here, but um, but like, yeah, it is kind of the thing though, like to make your to make your thing personable, but also accessible. You know, you can't, you can't, it's like, and, and like you said, with the networking thing was interesting. Like, so like, I want to get uh Sam on, you know, little Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, uh, we're friends on Facebook, and I met him through Bobby's thing, and also the Realm. But actually, being able to sit down and talk with him in person was great. I'm gonna get Pinkerton on 
sometime soon because I've, I've I've interviewed Bobby. I've had Joe on the podcast, which was great because we were talking. I was about the, that sentence was not going to sound great. We were talking about abusive relationships, and I know with Joe's history, uh, yes. he would be open to talk about that. And we had we had really good really good uh, conversation around that. And that episode was called the Cetacean Invasion. Um, but I misspelled it on purpose. I put Cetacean Invasion just for fun. Um, nobody got that, but it's fine. But uh, it sucks because it's like, oh, like it's the, the right people would get it. The, the extra the extra punniness of it was great. But I love talking to Joe because I interviewed Joe before. and We actually talked for like five hours, like on my old podcast. It was just me interviewing people like we talked for five fucking hours one Monday morning. You know, that was crazy. And we only stopped because we hadn't eaten yet. And, you know, eating is important to Joe. Um, yeah. Shout out to Joe, by the way, Uncle Dolphin. He needs but to yeah, it, to the U.S. because we we've got some so you like horrors to record, and I need indeed. Them. And the funny thing is, like when when you and I first started talking at the party, that was the podcast I was kind of interested in joining in, like because I figured this one wouldn't make that much sense. But then I realized, then you know, like, but you know, Kalanthan is an in person one, so to speak. Um, so I was just like, eh, we'll figure it out. And I was like, and it doesn't matter. It's just like we'll blend it all into one. Yeah, honestly, they uh, any of the podcasts, like the last couple episodes, I've been for off the mess have been kind of like, oh man, am I gonna have an episode? Am I gonna have a guest? Because people have been getting sick. I've misscheduled things, so I was like, dude, I have so many backlogged episodes between the three podcasts. Mm -hmm. I can just put anything anywhere and just say, eh. yeah, it's Enjoy. Like, just interchange it, like. Just like yeah. re-record an intro and then just swap the completely different yeah. show in. It's like it's, Which this I, is off. The, this is off the mats. You know, it's fine. I've accidentally done that. Like I, I put an off the mats episode on Kalampton, and I had someone text me, and oh. I was like, "Oh, job." So fortunately, I had my laptop with me. He goes, "Dude, you have the wrong podcast up." I was like, "What?" He was like, "You put off the mats on Kalampton." I was like, "Oh fuck, hold on." Like, all right, switch out, but. It, it, for that episode, it would not have worked because I think we we were talking about like a serious topic, and I put in like some jujitsu bullshit that yeah. like was not serious. I don't even know what the fuck it was about. But either way, like it all works. We can make yeah. it all work. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it is what it is. But like you said, with the, the just ha having a network of people that you can access. To, like so you needed somebody to fill in like coincidentally like we wanted to keep talking and you also needed someone to to come in for an episode um like had we known each other a week earlier because you were missing somebody what last last monday or is it yeah or yeah is it this, this monday this past monday's episode it which worked out because bobby was like hey i have this uh oh this that was the thing you sent over yeah and i was like oh my god thank you so much because i didn't have a guest and i, I was legit gonna just bullshit it and he he texted me on saturday or some shit and i was like perfect because my guest who was supposed to know he texted me on friday mm -hmm. i was like my guest was supposed to be on tomorrow he's sick we got to record next week he was like all right perfect and then of course now my dance card is filled up now i got you i got him i just had someone she posted a story she posted uh something her instagram stories about self-defense and um how basically what jujitsu has taught her is when not to fight and she was talking about some things that I've mentioned to people before with self-defense. And I thought it was very important that she had brought that up in her story. I messaged her. I was like, we got to going back and forth. And I was like, 
dude, like, you know, I'd love to have you on the show. We talk about shows. I would love to come on. We could talk. There's so much we could talk about with this. And I was like, dude, you also, you're, you, you have like a, a song on Spotify. I want to like talk about that too. Cause oh, like, be I cool. can't sing. So let's talk about your music too. Like you may not notice, but I downloaded your fucking song, kid. Like, so it's That's like, okay, awesome. I got her. Now I got, you know, it, it, one of my teammates. So now the dance card is filling back up. And I was like, well, fuck. Now I'm back at that spot where I was in April where I've had too many episodes. Yeah. I might got to do two. And fucking Marilyn Phil, I got, we're going to do a Spider-Verse episode. So. Oh, did you end up seeing Spider-Verse? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I know you were, you were debating between Spider-Verse and Fast 10. Sorry, Fast oh, I'm going to still see Fast. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still see Fast X. But I'm, I'm going to talk about Spider-Verse with Steve on friday for clompton gotcha and i'm gonna spoil the fuck out of it yeah like i'm going in on it uh because i loved it but then i'm gonna uh watch fast x because i have no interest in any of those movies but it but, sounds awesome with jason Momoa in it oh my god dude like yeah. that was the only reason i was concerned i was like oh, he's in it oh he yeah we, when you guys were talking about that your excitement like when he told you what his character is like in it or was it done <laughs> i think isn't his character named dante uh, I see. think I think it is. It might be. Let's let's find out. Hold I'm trying on. to remember. I could be wrong because I know he's the son. Is it, you, you know, you're talking about what, uh, Fast and Furious episodes to watch leading up to it. You need to watch Fast Five because that's the setup for Fast X. Yep, it's Dante Reyes. I was right. Yeah. So like, even more excitement. <laughs> I'm excited to see Fast X. My wife's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm actually gonna watch. Yeah, one, two, five. Uh, I believe. One, I think two, you need to see." Uh, either nine or eight has like the setup for like the Charlie Theron character and all that stuff. I haven't seen past seven, so I don't know. I feel like it's eight. Yeah, she came in in eight because that's the one where like she's forcing Dom. That's when everybody thinks Dom turned on the family, you know, to do whatever because she's blackmailing him with his actual son from his other fling he had that one time in Fast Five. Yeah. Like so much of it ties around Fast Five. Actually, that kind of makes sense. Like, like so much happens between Fast Four and Fast Five that everything after that basically just builds on it. And it's a, Chris always talks about the the lore of the Fast and Furious movies. It is honestly way too deep and absurd. Yeah, I mean, it was much better when it was Point Break. Like, true, and that's ultimately what it is, dude. One and two stand alone. Like, it is a great duology. Like you don't need yeah. anything past that point, especially with Tyrese in two, because he's so over the top. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's absurd in two. Like I know, you know, bringing him back later is it's a different story, you know. But like in that movie in particular, th okay. So I know I don't know how long it's been if you since you've seen two, if you've seen it at all. It's but, been ages. So so because I watched those movies religiously, like for forever, being a car guy. My favorite scene in that movie is the worst whoop, shit, the worst shot scene in that movie. And it's right after he, uh, Brian and uh, Tyrese meet back up like they, they just he just did the uh, uh, demolition derby, like where they're just smashing into each other. He wins that. Right. And he's walking up with the FBI agent and like they fight in the dirt and everything else like that. You know, they kind of beat the crap out of each other real quick and settle their nonsense. The next scene, it, it's a wide shot of the RV where the FBI agent sits down to eat popcorn and watch them fight. And they walk up and just stop on the edge of the scene and just stand there and talk. I was like, 
who the fuck shot this? This looks like some bullshit. It's like, this is a gigantic movie, and this is the worst framed fucking scene. I know you're a movie guy, too, so, like, you know, like, when someone framing makes no fucking sense, and then they have a conversation yeah. like it's a like it's a set of a uh, sitcom where they only have two cam. You know, so it's like, yep. here's, here's our background, and we're only going to get the wide shot and the close shot of one person's face. I'm like, this is absurd for this money that's in this. And like, go ahead. Someone lost a bet on that one. They're like, yes. <laughs> He's like, like but I, I love that scene because it's so bad. Like the rest of the movie is, well, most of it's cheese and like the the EMP things that they fire cars, whatever. But like, it, it, it's still fun and being. I was in the tuner scene back then, so I was doing all that shit from those movies to my car. I'm just gonna keep bumping stuff with my hand. How about I do that? Um, <laughs> It's like I'll just knock that over. It'll be okay. It asked for it. Yeah, I need more beer, unfortunately, but uh, I shouldn't have one after nine forty at night. But uh, the uh, just in general, like they were always good. And, like Tokyo Drift was good because at least it took us out of the same characters. But then of course they retcon that later in the series. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But just to talk about it, what was so funny? Uh, the biggest there were two geek out moments I had in Tokyo Drift. One was the first time they show Keiichi Suchia. So the Drift King. Literally, and he's sitting there watching him try to drift around the docks. And he's like, what an amateur or whatever. He doesn't know what he's doing. And like normal people, no idea who the hell that guy was. Just some Japanese guy sitting there fishing. And I was like, that's Keiichi Suchia. That's amazing. It's like, and then the, the other time was at the very end, the stinger at the, when Don, when, uh, What's his, I forgot the guy's name. Sean gets challenged by Dom now at the very end of the movie. He's like, this guy, this guy's been winning races all over Japan. He wanted to race you now. Okay. He wanted to race the new Drift King. And it's Dom, right? And this was, of course, a setup for six, I guess. Well, however many years later, they brought that shit back. But the car that Dom was in was a very specific custom... I believe it was a Plymouth GTX because I'm a Mopar guy and I knew it from hot rod magazine and I knew it by the gauge cluster. Like it's like I saw it's like they go into the car for a close shot of Dom and I see the gauge cluster. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like little, I don't even know how fucking old I was, you know, like 19 year old me. I'm like, Oh, Oh. And then they pan across the back of the car and it says hammer. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I fucking I was like, I'm geeking out about the specific car. Not just it's some charger. It's something. It's like, it's like that. That was so dumb. And I was like, I know this car. I know why this car is awesome. It's awesome that this car is in this movie because it was just featured in hot rod magazine three months ago. So, your gauge cluster is my MNRE role. Like, exactly, it was like exactly. all right. Now I want to um, know more, but I'm in my own time, I guess. Because I don't want to check out in the middle of your long description of the I'm going to be role. honest. I, I don't have no info on it other than it was a guy. Next time. I can't remember. Next time. So I remember, um, I think it was off air. Yeah, because it was Bobby, Lauren, myself were sitting there talking. Damn and it. this is when I... Was early on in jiu-jitsu. He goes, what does uh, jiu-jitsu stand for? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was like 10 minutes later. It was like, oh, the gentle art. It was like, yeah, yeah, something like that. It was yeah, because like, oh, jiu-jitsu is just technique or art, basically. Yeah. So. Um, but it, you know, it's like, there, there, it's weird because it's like with 
any like thing that I do, I'm balls deep into it, but it's like on surface, I'm balls deep. Like I, I know a lot of like what's going to make it work. But when you start asking about like the, 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 you know, makes and models of it, it's like, I, I don't know. I know you're going like to check that out. Yeah. Like when people start saying like the, the Japanese things for jiu- for jujitsu moves, I'm like, mm-hmm. you can fuck all the way off. I'm not in for this. Like, is that, oh, that's a rear naked choke? Well, you could call it the Monte Leon. You could suck a dick. We're not doing this right now. Oh, um, you, you know, you know it's funny. You, just, just on that particular uh, topic there. Like, I hear you say suck a dick quite a lot. Um, and actually, what was really funny on one of the comment replies that I did. So somebody said, because I, I didn't want to, I didn't say this artist's name correctly. Um, because I, I make a joke of it. His name is Jeff, but he spells it G E O F F. So I'll oh, that say, kind of cocksucker. Yeah. So I'll say Geoff. I know it's Jeff, but as, as the joke, I say when he's by himself, he's Geoff. When he's with the group, he's Jeff. So I literally spell it out for people, but they're like, it, you, "You're so rude, not using this guy's name correctly." I bet you don't use proper pronouns either. Is like, and that's literally said. Well, you can suck your preferred genitals. Or eat you can you can you can you can eat your preferred genitals, literally. Keep that one in note. Yeah, write write that down because it was a good one and that was off the cuff too. I was like, that's good. I need to remember that in the future. I, I went to school with a kid named Geoffrey Scott. <laughs> um, it was Jeff, but we call him Geoffrey because mm-hmm. fuck him. And I hated this kid. I hate him a lot. I hate him so much. I wanted to get a piranha in my fish tank so it would bite his hand. Um, and and I went through I went to sadistic lengths to do so because my grandparents told me if all my fish died or when all my fish died because they knew they would because I'm a kid they go when your fish die you can get a piranha and I said bet so I slow cooked them I turned the heat up in the fucking tank no. I killed all the fish all the penguin fish all the goldfish the Siamese fighting fish all of them fucking dead the algae eaters fucking dead. And they didn't get me a fucking piranha. God damn it. So did I so I just resorted to just beating Jeff's ass every day after school when we got off the school bus. I beat him every day until his mom put him in private school. I'm a I, horrible human. I mean, yes, I mean, but I wanted a piranha. I mean, yeah. So see now I think you need you need a the little goldfish baggie with a piranha <laughs> in it with the tag that says for Jeffrey. <laughs> Um, I might make this happen for you, my friend. Like, because I think this would is like it's a very specific story, but it should be on a shirt or a po- <laughs> or a poster behind you with the other saying, because that would be funny. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I I might do that. I might make that happen. I mean, like, either in a baggie or in a in the goldfish old school goldfish bowl. I, like, I think the baggie is perfect because it's like it's, it's a like, delivery, like. Yeah, because you envision it being set on the counter, right? Yep. Just like, and make sure you got it. It's got the big, ridiculous teeth and red eyes, like oh, make sure, like sure. the full on like piranha movies. Yeah, like, those, God, those early piranha movies were so bad. Like back in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I have to. Actually, they they started in the seventies. Actually, uh, I can't remember which. So I, I saw one, one that was ridiculous. Well, there there was one um in the two thousands. Well, yeah, they're all ridiculous. But um, there's 79 was the first one. Then they did a Piranha 3D. I want to say. I remember that. Yeah. Three or 84. 
Um, and then they did another Piranha that uh, it, it, because Piranha 3D was so ridiculous, people lost care. Mm-hmm. And then it went away and it came back, I want to say about 10 to 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And try to resurrect the Piranha franchise. Yep. And, I it, and I, I'm pretty sure they had a sequel for, for that as well. So, but, direct to sci fi. Oh, yep. And I, I know the second one did go directly to sci fi. The first one went to theater, weirdly enough. Yeah, but the uh, second uh, one theater. Went to, it went to a theater, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it went to the Dollar Theater. Um, and and that those. Dollar Theater shut down. Uh, well, because, dollar- because of that movie. <laughs> They're like, never again. Like, this movie is so bad, we're going to close this place down because you're the only ones that played it. It, w- it won't um, even be played on Sunday afternoons on PBS, or not PBS, on u- whatever Universal channel. Yeah, like, it's it, that it's, bad. It's, it's horrible. Um, like, we haven't even gotten to like some of the weird, interesting stuff I, that I brought up to you in our chat. But uh, the, Well, you know, the funny thing is from the party, they were talking about uh jim you know uh oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. jim and his wife we we're both in houston like i mean i'm he's on one end That's i'm on funny. the other so we we i know jim from the discord not discord from uh patreon and i know him from just the, the realm or whatever so we were already kind of connected we live in the same city we didn't meet until we went to bobby's house and then uh vex vex supreme you know i met yeah, him yeah, yeah. and i mean he's he's uh, further west than me, but you know it is funny that all the Texans ended up meeting at Bobby's house instead of in Texas because it was easier to go across the country than to meet people who live in their same state. Yeah, that that's like there's a couple other people I think you know, you know that point was made as well about that, and it's like it's really funny how that coupling has happened of people. Hey, we all live here. It's weird that we all ended up meeting for the first time though across the country yeah like nowhere near home i mean even like i mean you know that's another funny thing too about that event is that we had three dudes from ireland there three like three who was the other one um so it was uh andy and alan alan is the other i thought i thought sam's british sam's british British. Uh, cody uh cody's british too cody's british he he so well, see, you're just well, lumping you're just lumping them all together. There's no, a I'm pretty day. certain I heard him say, "Well, because when they had the Lucky Charms, at, yeah, at which was Nervous, hilarious, which was hilarious." Um, it was like, <laughs> like, like drinking, like just down in it. Dude, Alan like, like, no, just went to town, man. That was crazy. But no, yeah, but no, yeah. So you had the two Irish guys there. Neither, two neither Irish guys. Two, oh, Sam was breaks. there too. Well, Cody was gone already, so. Uh, yeah. So Sam was is British for sure because he's from Cambridge. Um, he's, got, he's got the fancy. He's got the fancy London accent. See, and I'm gonna be honest when it comes to accents. And yeah. I talk to a lot of people with accents. You think I know by now? Like I, I just love no. it all together. Like, look, that, you're not American. <laughs> like, and, and like one one of my best friends, you know, and, and it's weird to even say that though too. Through internet, I, yeah. I have a friend that I call my best friend. So mm-hmm. I speak to them on a daily basis. They they live in Madrid. Oh, wow. They're from London, <laughs> but they live in Madrid now. So, Fun. but you know, and I, and I I'm so used to their accent. It it almost kind of doesn't even feel. It like doesn't it. register at over time. No. Yeah, it's just like oh okay, like weird. But well, um, 
Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's like listening to you guys talk, very different accent to me. And the same thing with Bobby and everybody from that area. But then I hear Chris talk, and, you know, he's got some of that Alabama twang still in him. Um, not a lot anymore, but it's still there. Um, and it's just funny because, like, and I talk, weirdly talked about this a lot with a lot of people because with so many people from across the country, right, different accents, different regions, it's like most people to hear me talk wouldn't think I'm from Texas because I, yeah, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't sound like the cowboy. Yeah. But as I and I don't think you were around for this, uh, but I said that my original plan was to go up there in the entire weekend with other people, put on my fake Texas accent the whole time just to fuck with people because nobody would expect it after hearing me talk or whatever. Otherwise, it's like, what? You, you don't think that I talk like this? Like the whole time? Like, no, man, this is my normal accent. I don't know what you're talking about. Go back. Listen to the, go. Go listen to the podcast. This is how I talk the whole time. I don't know why you don't assume otherwise, but Ooh, half my, half my family sounds like that. Like, that's, what's funny is like most of my family, no accent. The other half of the family, weird Texas accent makes no sense. That, that's the thing about with me having moved around and been here, been there, lived this place this long and everything. It's like when I'm with my family, like, uh, there's a whole different voice that comes out mm -hmm. and I don't even acknowledge it until like Sarah points it out, but I'll, you know, I'm goofing off with my cousins. We're like, we're talking football with my uncle and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's this whole different, I guess you could say Detroit dialect. I, I don't know. But, yeah. and Sarah even say, Oh, I can hear your accent slipping. I was like, I guess I don't fucking know, dude. I'm just talking. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, I don't know, playing with accents today. I'm just talking to my family, son. Relax. It, it, it's, a, it's just a switch. You can't help it. It's like, yeah. and then and then you just adopt. Sometimes you'll just adopt the nearby, more superior accent. Like, that's yeah. the funny part. If you're a neutral person, you'll just start talking with the other person's accent without thinking about it. See, Especially if it's I, one you're familiar with. Like, talk about your family. It's like, yeah, yeah of course you yeah. would. Of course you would, because you you in a way you've watered it down through the rest of your life experience, you know, so it just comes back stronger. I think for me also a big part of life has been a matter of blending in. Like there, there are points where I like I let myself, my true self shine through, but also have to still be a chameleon in a lot of ways. So I go places and I can fit. And, you know, I can go back home and people say, oh, well, you've changed. And it's like changed from what? I've always just been me. So you can't say that I sound any different now than I did when I was fucking eight. That actually goes back to the Fresh Prince discussion. Yeah. yeah. It actually goes way back to that because like, and, and you know, funny thing is like not, not to retread that, but I thought about it and then we didn't get to talk about it because we went off on other discussions there. There was a whole episode when i remember uncle phil mentioning that over time will has become more like carlton and so he rejects it and immediately puts on all his old philly clothes brings out the boom box starts doing all that shit in retaliation to thinking that he doesn't want to be like carlton and then there's yeah. and then there's another episode where will just being will gets on with the like dean or whatever at their school and then carlton okay. decides to pretend to be more like will so that he can also benefit from that interaction is like is like th those things happen where like the the, the culture clash happened in, in both ways and you know in the idea that no, no no i'm still me i'm still me you know and and i do think that people have that 
sometimes, you know, because it also, especially when you come from a strong culture, you 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 would reject adopting new stuff into it. I won't say losing; you don't really lose the culture that you come from. It's always going to be there to a degree. You'll just bring in more. It's the the great melting pot idea, you know. It's like you, you could stay homogenous completely and never change over time, or you bring in extra experiences from life, you know, especially if you've gone away from said thing, you know, if I, if I had stayed, if I had stayed where I grew up in Houston, I would not be the person I am now because of where we moved to now. I always find that an interesting thought because the question that I always ask myself and, and I like to believe, you know, in, in, in the one thought is like, had I stayed in Flint, would I still be who I am? And to a degree, yes, because of who I am to the core, but also your experiences make you as well. Yeah, you're, um, you're, you're shaped by the life you live. Yeah, and and, so, and that goes that goes down to multiverses. Yeah. So and and that's that's you know and we're already two hours deep. We're, we're gonna have to cut short and come back to it because I I, I do want to go there, but to kind of touch on that note real quick again. Yeah talking about the the spider-verse and they're mm -hmm. talking about um canon events and yeah you know we call them core events whatever it may be and you know we always think about you know well what was you know you know what are some of your canon events or core events and it's like it's hard for me to say because i've been in different places i mean again you know we you know you mentioned you know issues with your mom bobby's issues with his mom my issues with my mom and i think a lot of our canon events definitely stem from those earlier traumatics yeah. um and then you know then anything after that it's like there are others i'm sure but the big thing is we can't get set in motion without you know a certain event that put us wherever we are whether it be my mom loving crack and and you know leaving us to go smoke crack or mm. you know beating us because she needs crack or you know whatever the fuck it may be um, I, I listened to this podcast called Sisters Who Kill, and there was a horrific episode today wow. that actually took me to some flash, not like flashbacks, but like kind of resurfaced memories and made mm -hmm. me very sad on my drive. I was like, man, I can't be fucking with these girls. <laughs> I, I got to get away from these women. But um, but yeah, well, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, well, because because you brought it up, you know, like uh, core the core things, you know, if you've seen the movie Inside Out that was literally a huge chunk of that was was yeah. core, core memories the things that were so ingrained that it makes you who you are and then if you start somehow losing that you kind of lose who you are in i mean it was obviously over dramatized for a kid movie but sure. some people are like that i mean you see it with people and it's weird as insomnia not insomnia uh god damn it when you lose your memories I'm forgetting the word amnesia amnesia the other one so if people who have like true like amnesia sometimes they'll really change or become someone different but a lot of it is so integral to who you are that even if you don't have normal memories of just anything that happened in your life you can still react some of the way and things like that you know and uh oh it's just uh bringing this up because i heard it on one of the episodes of clompton uh foreign accent syndrome is crazy i know steve brought it up mm, when yeah, you yeah, have yeah. a head injury or a traumatic thing and you suddenly start talking with a different accent or even in another language you never learned like the weird part that your brain can completely rewire to that is is insane but it can happen 
Like, yeah. it, it's been over fictionalized. Um, but uh, I know we need, we should wrap up because it is getting late. But I don't want I, I, I teased you a little bit. So I do want to give you the story of universe hopping. Yep, because yep. that was two very fucked up nights. It, was, it happened on two separate occasions. So as, as a weird as a, as a weird setup for this, um, I had a very strange early childhood. Um, where apparently I was uh, somewhat psychic. Um, literally predicted events. There was no way I could ever... I mean, literally like two and three years old. Like, before the age of, like, core memories, as it were. Like, I don't remember these things, but my mom told me I said and did these things. You know, it's like that that early wiring nonsense, right? So I predicted things. There's no way I could have known what happened. And I told my mom she was pregnant before she even missed her period. Like I told my mother she was pregnant and, uh, you know, unfortunately didn't pan out, but you know, I was the only child. So already weird, weird stuff with childhood, strange things. So, um, when was this, uh, three years, three, I believe it was, yeah, it was pre COVID. So maybe 2019, 2020 before the world really went to shit. Right. And I've already had some interesting, uh, trips on ambien because ambien's a hell of a drug if you're not used to it so yes, the wife is. The wife takes it for sleep with all her stuff going on so i'll take one every now and then and so i've had some really really strange trips on that so my brain is already i feel like my brain has been slightly rewired due to exposure to things like that not to mention the, the fun alcohol content but uh so i go to sleep in our old shitty apartment we have a new less shitty apartment now um, so I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm standing next to a busy road and I'm in my work uniform and it's like early morning, but the sun's up. I don't recognize the road. And then I realize I'm right next to an airport. Like as part of my job, we, we occasionally go to the airport and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, I look down. I'm in my work uniform. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this? I don't recognize where I'm at. But then I look around, and there's a, a guard entrance like right there. Like, I'm standing in a grassy area next to a busy road. And I walk over to the guard, and I'm like, where am I? What What is this? He's like, dude, you just walked out here. Like, you walked right past me, ignored me as I was calling at you, and you just walked over there for no reason. He's like... And I realized I'm at a one of my work facilities, but it's at this particular airport. I've never seen this before. Like, no idea where the fuck I'm at. But I know I'm at work. So I was like, okay, I'm at work. So I walk up to the facility. And I find a vehicle that I recognize. I'm like, okay, this has got to be my vehicle. Because I don't recognize anything else here. But I definitely recognize this one by the numbers and everything else like that. And then everybody, this this manager that I've never seen comes up and starts yelling at me by name. Like, where the fuck have you been? It's like, why where did you go? It's like, why did you just walk off? And like, what like what the fuck are y'all talking about? Where what is going on? It's like, and right then, like they said, we got your shit in your truck. You need to go. Your manager's been calling. You gotta get back to your own your own center. And like, and right then my phone rings and it's, it is like one, it's not quite my phone, but it is, it's another model Samsung, but not the one I have. 
And I'm like, okay, whatever. And my boss is calling me. It's still my boss's name, but the number doesn't look familiar. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just get in the truck and I go. And then I black out. And I wake back up in my bed. And but only for like a couple seconds. Like I look up, like I see the window because we had a really bright light outside our window, so you can't miss it. And like, what the fuck? I fall back asleep. And then I wake up again. But this time what wakes me up is this weird fucking noise. The fuck is that noise? So I, I wake up and I go to get out of bed and I hit my leg. I'm like, what the fuck is and there's a nightstand that I don't recognize. And then I look around and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like I go to look out the window. It's not on this wall. It's now on the wall where our headboard is. And now we have a headboard. Like, what the fuck? So I open the window. What it is, it's actually raining and the wind is blowing the rain against the window. So that's what triggered me. I have some rain anxiety. So it's like, that's what woke me up was the sound of rain hitting the window. And I look around, I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like early-ish morning again. So it's a little daylight out, but it's raining. And I look outside. I don't recognize this complex. I don't recognize the fucking parking lot. And I look over at the bed, and the woman in bed next to me is not my wife. It's some brunette chick that I don't recognize. And I'm like, the fuck? And she's like, baby, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, um... I don't know what you know, I didn't even know what the fuck to say at this point. And then I black out again. And once again, I just barely come out of consciousness back in my bed. And then I go back out again. And then I wake up again. And this time I got a piss. I'm like, man, this dream is fucking crazy. And so I get out of bed and I go to walk towards the bathroom and I run into the wall. And it wakes up my wife who is now my wife proper but our apartment is mirrored it's it's backwards to what we have and in a in weird part of this like the apartment we ended up with was not the apartment we were supposed to end up with it was actually one on the other side of the building which would have been mirrored to the one we actually ended up in so like she's like baby what are you doing i was like i just ran into the fucking wall i'm just trying to go to the bathroom and she's like just fucking what are you what are you doing like because like basically it was hallway or wall and so that was flipped so i ran into the wall where there should have been a hallway right and I'm like what the fuck is going on at this point this is like the fourth different place i've ended up that is not home and like in and everything is crystal clear People are calling me by my name. I look at other stuff and, you know, you normally they say you can't read stuff in a dream. It's like yeah. I can read these fucking things. I can read the fucking time on my phone. I can read like my boss's name coming across all this shit. I can read the numbers of the vehicle that I was getting in. Like, what the fuck is happening? Because it doesn't feel like a dream state. It feels like I'm legit waking up every time and legit falling asleep every fucking time. So I ended up getting back in bed and then finally I wake up proper because my alarm went off to go to work. And I'm like, 
I legit was like, open the window, looking around like, what yeah. the fuck was that? And I wake up like a couple hours before the wife, so I'm not going to bother her with it. So later I tell her about all this. And she's like, did you take Ambien last night? And I'm like, no, I didn't. It's like, I didn't take anything before going to bed. I just went to bed like normal. I don't even think I drank that night. And like, what is like, I've, I've had, you know, you get those dreams where, you know, you do all the, you know, some other bullshit, you know, whatever. This was so fucking weird because I was waking up in different places at different times of day. Like the, the one where I was at work fucking freaked me out because I was standing right next to a road. I could have just walked the fuck out into the street, you know, by accident. And the fact that I was in my work uniform was weird in the first place because who the hell ever dreams about actually being a work proper? Like, like so, to the point that literally it's like all the shit, like and especially a place you've never been to. Like normally you dream about the place you work at, not a place yeah. you've never seen. That was the weird part. And I, I thought to look it up and I haven't done it like to see if Sud facility exists. Because if it exists, then I know some shit is up. So, like, at that point, that was the first, quote-unquote, universe-hopping dream, quote-unquote. The next one was fucking really strange because, like, the wife was snoring so bad that I had to go to the couch. And so I'm just trashing on the couch. I only got a few hours till I got to get up anyways, right? Fucking fall asleep. And I wake up on the couch, and it's a similar situation. Like, uh, this is not my apartment. Like, where the fuck am I? And like I get up and I knock something over and then I hear someone yell and I'm like, and it's a woman and her daughter that I don't recognize. And I'm standing there like just in my boxers, like freaking the fuck out. It's like, I don't, I, you know, they flip on the lights and I'm like, where the fuck am I? It's like, and I woke up on a leather couch. I don't have a leather couch. I'm like, what is going on? It's like, and so I like run. For it's like the world, what else am I gonna fucking do, you know? And then I black out and I pop open again, but I'm not. Once again, I wake up on a couch. I'm still not on my couch. So long story short, this happens three more times in different situations, and the last one was so fucked up. I'm literally like, okay, please take me home. Please take me home. It's like I like at this point, I'm like I just want to fucking go home because at this point, I'm just freaking the fuck out. And my alarm goes off, and I'm like, I better be at fucking home when I open my eyes this time. Like, I was so scared that I wasn't going to be at home. I didn't want to fucking open my eyes. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and mind you, I was only out there for maybe like three hours, give or take. No, maybe a little bit longer. But the weird part is, I always had the thought, is like, what if I legit, because at no point was I wearing any different clothes. I was in the same shorts and boxers, nothing else every place i popped up i was like did i legit like fucking jump to another universe in my fucking underwear and like but i have no confirmation because the wife was asleep in bed like at no point did she come out like would have checked on me if i was gone i'd been like what <laughs> like like then it would have been like so it's like two incredibly fucked up nights what that i can't prove anything but like never has experienced anything like that ever no matter how drunk or high or anything else i've been i mean like at that point it's like you know so think about the movie uh the time traveler's wife yeah where dude's like like what's causing you to like just go pop like, yeah you know, popping like, out. i don't fucking know 
stress it, it, I, I don't know and it reminded me of uh butterfly effect whenever he yeah. made a change and woke up somewhere new but didn't get the download so to speak but yeah. at no point was i ever downloaded to okay here's life of me but what i found mm -hmm. interesting was the first time i was jumping into my own body but elsewhere because people knew me i was still me yeah it was just other me's you know i i, I don't know I mean, I mean just think about that it's just it's it was fucking weird i know sarah just recently mentioned to me we were talking about it on sunday i believe about a dream or something like basically she well she was in a dream she had two kids uh a boy and a girl um, i was not there and the little girl being sophie the older one you know starts talking to her and talks about me dying mm. due to blood clots mm. i don't think she's but somewhere in all i don't think the kids but like somewhere in there so i was aware of this she explains it to me now right before sophie was born i was hospitalized with uh blood clots in my lungs that pulmonary pulmonary embolism Damn. whatever um, and they're basically like you got to be careful because if, if one of the clots come loose you know it can lodge and give you a heart attack or head up to brain you know you have a stroke yeah um so i'm getting shots in my stomach um and everything so basically sarah's like after we had sophie you know essentially we, like we were already deciding we we're not having any more kids like we'll go with one uh we, we you know we started late you know let's just cool out but um she mentioned that and there were various iterations of all of that all of which did not include me moving forward if we had more kids so i think that was a big part for her too it was like no nah, let's not do this mm. i was just saying no nah, man i mean we old <laughs> i'm older <laughs> but we old and we can't be just fucking around having kids and thinking that shit's gonna be cool i mean it's bad enough i want to go out and play ball with my daughter but my knees be hurting like damn dude mm -hmm. like you want to go play soccer yeah. no nah, baby my back hurt i'm yeah. old but um they, they, there's a lot of um a lot of directions that this conversation goes because again as we're talking in the chat about it it's like there's so much to it there's so much fascination to it uh, to me like like i said you know there's always the thought of you know those core core uh you know moments you know that happen they split off whereas mm -hmm. though like what happens if i stayed in flint yeah you know you know because i was always you know me a you know quiet soft-spoken kid but if need be i'll you know i'll throw a desk across from and hit you in the face with it mm -hmm. that's just who i was it's like like i told sarah um I told Sarah the other day, you know, as we we're talking about it, I was like, I've always been a kid that was like, I just wanted to get through my day. But also I got bullied. But the thing is with the bullies, because we're talking about bullying today versus bullying then. Bullying, mm -hmm. you know, back when we were kids, you know, that shit ends at three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> go home. Bullying now, that shit continues on because social media. It was yeah. like the bullies back then, yes, they picked on me, but they picked on me in a way where they understood if they got too close, they would have to now run the risk of me getting a hold of them mm -hmm. 
and making them understand that I'm the bully, not you. Or they could just cool the fuck out. And sometimes I'd like lie dormant. And other times I just get them right there on the spot. But either way it goes, that's always been a part of my personality, whether it be Flint, Delaware, Detroit, here. I've always been that person. So that's always going to be a part of me. But then the question becomes where you branch off. What yeah. else happens to you to then, like, let's say that that temperament is still there and I'm still in Flint and I go off on the wrong person, I get shot. Yeah. End of that story. Or let's say that's in Detroit. Let's say that's in Delaware. I go to jail. Or, you know, let's say it's here and I let the bullies win. You know, there's just so many different paths, so many different avenues. And, you know, Sarah, her belief is like we've we've always been meant to meet each other. You know, we are each other's core, you know, uh, event. And, you know, that's cute. You know, mm-hmm. it, it seems to make sense considering we are married. We have a child. You know, we have a family, you know, so it all makes sense. Um, I, I don't know. It's like I think about loss in season mm-hmm. six when you get to that, that to the weird one, the, the flash sideways where, you yeah. know, you know, Sawyer's, you know, happiest moment was Juliet. Yeah. And vice versa. They touch each other. That 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 and that might have been the the part of anything in Lost that really made me cry. Besides, Sun and Jen dying together. That's I'm getting chills it, now. I'm shaking. Why, why did you just <laughs> the Look, sucking man. submarine? God damn it, man! Why it I didn't God. need that tonight? Why did you? Oh, that? Yo. Why did yeah. you say? Fuck. Or Charlie. Charlie. Char- so Charlie's hurt at the moment. Charlie's got easier over time, but it still hurt too. But that Sun and Jen moment. When because they because then you think about it, they've been separated for four years and they finally reunite. Yeah, they're the time and he's like, yeah. I am not leaving your side ever again. Yeah, and it's was, like, yeah, holy shit! Oh my god, no, 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 not like this. But um, but you know, I think about you know even those things because it's like you think about this world that we're in now. It's like the, the people that we know, we know them for a reason. Mm-hmm you know, for, for better or for worse. So, you know, what happens if you reshuffle the deck? Yeah. Does it all fall back to the same, you know, funnel point and you meet the same people still. And, and, you know, like again, Sawyer, you know, he, he's still on a mission looking for, you know, Locke's dad. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you know, there's still, there's still those connectors to the old world one way or the other. These people are still going to meet, just like I think all of us here, one way or the other. You know, whether the question be, you know, are we going to reincarnate? You know, what's going to happen? We don't know. Does it all just I, start over? I, I, in a weird way, I believe in reincarnation because of once again one of Same. the weird weird things I I did as a kid. Uh, I did ask my mom why I died before. You know, if your two year old asks you that shit, you're going to be like hold on we got to sit down and have this conversation and then i detailed how i died which actually might have been my most recent past life if we're going to go there Uh, basically i was mountain climbing which i can't stand heights so um and apparently i was you know free climbing on this mountain right next to a lake you know nice nice uh, trees and whatnot and I had a picture in my back pocket and it started to fall out and I reached back to grab it to make sure. And I fucking fell to my death. It's like, and now in this life, I don't like heights. 
I mean, I can climb on Sense. stuff, but I'm not good at it. Um, and also, at some point in my past life, I must have died either on a ship or whatever, because I don't like water. I don't like being on boats. Like, And it's not that anything has happened to me, but for some reason, I have these aversions for some, for whatever reason. So if, if that had happened in a past life or potentially alternate alternate life, uh, you know, and it just bleeds over because it is what it is. It, I mean, that makes sense. And we do share that in common as well. I don't fuck with climbing shit. I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with no kind of waters of any source. That is just not my cup of tea. I like pictures of water. I love seeing water. <laughs> I don't like being near the water. Like even, even when I'm at work, I drive over, um, somebody probably just people i don't fucking i drive over a body of water yeah every day and it's pretty and it's beautiful i yeah. love it it's I, dri- so I drive over our lake right here all the time and it's fucking gorgeous but i'm not going but i ain't anymore. gonna get out there <laughs> yeah fuck all that noise and, and, um, and given but, like a, given our propensity to flood here also no. fucks with me you know mm-hmm. so like the you know during not not hurricane harvey but the year before uh we got flooded out during one of what we called the Memorial Day floods, and uh, that is, it still fucks with me to this day. But now we live on the third floor, not the bottom floor, so you know different different problems. But I mean, it was so traumatic to the point that I now had a severe reaction when it rained that I needed to go outside and dig out our drain to make sure water wasn't going to come into our house. You know, I get you. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, I think that if it if stuff has happened before. And it bleeds into your next life because a soul is a soul, you know. So I will kind of end this on this. Yes. And reading, trying to reread X-Men, like some of the newer X-Men stuff. And I know they retcon Moira McTargert mm-hmm. and made her a mutant. Yeah. And her mutant power is basically reincarnation, essentially. Yeah. And reading the issues kind of as I'm trying to get back into the swing with these books she's talking about all the different lives that she's lived and is and it, is, it pre, is it previous x-men stories that like from previous retcons yeah so and, and it's basically like she's lived this life where she first met xavier what we've seen reading x-men growing up mm-hmm. and then you know she dies then she goes back she's like okay i gotta meet him sooner she gets on a plane the plane crashes she dies okay now, and she has the memory of all the lives that she's lived so that's her curse is look I know what's going to happen and I can't say anything about it because, you know, um, and mm. destiny, uh, from freedom force who can see the future basically crosses paths with her because more is like, look, I got a cure. And Destiny's like, no, because you may not mean harm by it, but humans are humans and they're going to take that and they're going to use it against us. So don't fucking do it. If you do it, I will kill you and I will make it painful every time. You can mm. test it if you want. Yeah, because they can. Yeah. But I can see the future. So I can see what you're going to do. And I can see that I'm going to make it hurt each time. And that was like, okay. So, like, just thinking about the whole reincarnation and pet, it's like, and that takes to another level because she remembers all the lives very yeah. vividly. Whereas, like, we might have flashes here and there. And it makes us question, you know, even the whole, like I was joking with Sarah the other day about deja vu. Yeah. Deja vu is literally because you lived it before or, or it's, or here's the funny part. What if you're just synced up with another you and you both experience it at the same time? 
or slightly out of phase. So you feel like you've done it before because it's like the same event is happening in multiple universes simultaneously. I told Sarah, I was like, she she said something We're gonna geek out way too much, man. <laughs> and I go, so I was like, or here's a thought, and this is really fucked up. It's your respawn point. <laughs> yeah, that, I I like that idea too. Like, oh god, what was that? Uh, oh, uh, uh, live, die, repeat. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, with, yeah uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. The that, fuck, what's the name of the fucking movie? Because that was supposed to be the name. That's not, that's, te- that's that's more of a Japanese name or the the original story name. It's uh, some is it something war? Uh, ah, god damn it, it don't I matter, gotta... it don't matter. That's the bigger letters on the movie poster is live, die, repeat. But basically, yeah. it's literally like you live to a certain point and then you remember what happened before. But of course, that's due to the either way. Watch the movie, y'all. It's weird, yeah. It, it was actually, I I enjoyed it. <coughs> I've only watched it the one time, but I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Now, I'm gonna but... google it just real quick because now it's gonna, yeah, me. and then Edge we gotta go Edge of Tomorrow. That's what it was because I was thinking Tomorrow War, but that was Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, but um, also I told us no like, oh, trust me, when we watched it, I was angry. I was like, I was excited until I watched it. I was like, that the, we're gonna have to have a whole time. time we we, we need to do a whole time travel episode. We can probably do it over on, on my show too. So we can go, we can exchange back and forth. So yeah, but yeah, this is let's go fun. ahead and and wrap this up. We we've been going for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Shoki, Thank you for doing this. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for adjusting to the schedule as well. I appreciate it. Um, before we get out of here, shout outs, mentions, throw them out there for me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting a little hoarse. Uh, so, uh, Shoki Reviews, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me at any of those things or uh, at the underscore Shoki. Uh, you can either way. I've, I've been uh, slightly more active on Twitter because Twitter has become a slightly more fun place in the last year. Um, like, just. It, it just has it's like it, it elon makes it interesting i'm gonna say that it's like but um also uh thursday nights and friday nights on the it doesn't have to make sense channel i do live stream reactions and stuff like that so you know we have a lot of fun over there with with my peeps and then of course the uh now you made it awkward podcast which you will in the future hear dante on so make sure you come subscribe to that because we only have a few like literally only a few subscribers and uh that's where i'm with uh ricky uh, Dormammu, Mike, uh, Sean Diesel, just depending on who's there for the week, and our other Canadian, the Rusty Mechanic. So you want to talk about interesting points of view. So I got a Floridian, a Texan, sometimes two Texans, occasionally an Irishman with Alan, and a choice of two Canadians, and then of course a, a guy from up your neck of the woods. And so like we all have very different point of views, and we talk nerd stuff, lifestyle stuff, basically like this. Um, and like we call ourselves Nerd Rage Light. So you know it is what it is. I call Colompton their rage for jocks. So, because we talk a lot more sports than, than anything else, and then we just go on tangents. But um, I'll make sure to get um, all I'll send you all the in links the show yeah. notes. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. And as always, for everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for being there. We appreciate the fuck out of everybody. If you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram or off the mass podcast on Instagram. Um, I'd say email me, but I'm going to be honest. Don't just just go to Instagram because it, it is easy to get a hold of him on Instagram. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always there. Like, if, especially BJJ Wiki, I post nine times a day. 
So I'm on there all the fucking time. So don't email me because I think you're a scammer and then I won't pay attention. And, then you'll be pissed. <laughs> and it'll just be embarrassing for both of us. Damn um, I want to give a big shout out to our friends over there at Nerd Rage Radio. Uh, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Ricky Tiki, Marilyn Phil, um, uh, uh, Chucky O, Raul, uh, fucking everyone. I, I need to bring the mug down here so I can just read off the fucking mug. Uh, you know, thank you to those guys again. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be doing this podcast stuff as is. Uh, our guests, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be talking to our guests today. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's a good time over there with, with the crowd. So, you know, big shout out to to those fellas. Uh, another shout out to my other podcast. So you like horror? Go listen to it. It's about scary movies. Um, we've been talking about horror through the decades. We just recently did the 70s. We're working on the 80s right now. We did the Evil Dead episode. If you're into that kind of stuff, we're actually going to be reviewing a movie called Killer Kites. Kites with a T. Um, very interesting. We're going to review that with Marilyn Phil and Sarah Beth. And we're going to talk about it. So stay tuned for that as well. Um, I'm excited for it. So you guys should be too because I don't know what the fuck we're getting into, but we're going to get into it. Um, otherwise, that is it. Thank you, as always. Love you all. You guys keep listening. I'm going to keep making these shows. Thank you so much, everybody. And bye. Bye, guys. Oh, fuck. They probably said. Now let me see his song.